And we are WTF and Vana Deal, and we fucking suck with Spicy and... The Fox Danger. And today we are also joined by our favorite three-legged item... Table. And we're going to be talking about what we've been keeping busy in game with, what we've been working on, all that kind of uh, business. That's so right. So for those that don't know, we just, you know, had nothing for this episode. <laughs> it's fine. We're just, you know... Okay, the Dark Knight one, Brahms is working on the outline for right now. You're going to do some Black Mage stuff. Things will happen. An update is coming next weekend. There's things are happening. You know, we just had a semi-successful stream. Yes, that's true, actually. I had a lot of fun on the stream. Yeah, I did as well until we lost 20-odd minutes of it down my leg. A hot 20-odd minutes of it. We'll just say that that was a special bonus for the people who showed up live. I guess, but I mean, the people who have a life or were sleeping in their car like uh, Sveden was and wakes up and goes, oh, I missed it because he's busy snuggling a moose or something, (laughs) then they shouldn't be penalized for being busy snuggling a moose out there in the wilderness. Oh, jeez. Have you ever felt those those hooves in a lonely night? No, man. Like, (laughs) I haven't haven't slept in my car since I was like, like 21, 22, and I was like hella drunk. As you do. Yeah, I woke up in like Olympia <laughs> in my car and I was like, oh shit. Oh, wait, there's, there's a lot of questions now that go into this. I don't know if we should stop on this or we should just move on. We should just move on. Alrighty. So speaking of today, I'm having some delicious uh, homemade glue vine and Table is having something I've never fucking heard of. And Fox is just uh, eating a filet of fish. Actually, I'm drinking a Coke now. The filet of fish uh, ended before we did a uh, soundcheck. Unfortunately, the deliciousness of oranges and cinnamon and cardamom and anise floating in a crock pot. Yeah, that is not what I had. Why? You know, I we're going to go off on a tangent for two seconds. What is with everyone telling me that that my food is like fancy or something because I like eating olives or something? I mean, you saw that this morning, right? Yeah, I, I always I always make fun of the way you present all your food. That hasn't changed. A crostini is not a fancy item, Fox. It's a crostini. I think the problem is most of the things that you enjoy are items that normal people can't spell. Yeah, that's fair, actually. That's, that's... It's easier to spell Ponbonnier than to say Ponbonnier. I looked that up. It did look pretty good. It's fucking delicious, and you can make it ahead of time. Go out to a little little lake trip or something. Does it require like a $30 jar of uh, fish eggs? It does. No, that was not $30. That was, that was $5. <laughs> I, $30 would be for the real caviar or something similar. The real sturgeon would cost probably about 75 or 100 per little jar that size. So no, it's, 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 it's $5. It's red lump fish. It's not expensive. It's not a $100 jar. You got to rotate all your labels towards the camera so that it's a perfect shot. You could find the closest in between those for like $30-ish for the uh, imitation caviar that's not red lump fish. Any rate, um, so how are you doing, Fox? I'm doing pretty good. I actually got my new power supply for my computer like two days early, and everything runs great now. Apparently, all of like the devices inside my computer were not getting enough power, which I noticed immediately after booting it back on. So I think everything's good now. Uh, in game, um, wait. So not, does that mean that mean you'll have the power to work on some WTF artwork for a shirt now? <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Um, I I do owe I do owe everyone that. Well, you don't owe anyone um, anything. But last time we were talking about you lost your stuff again, but we didn't cover or didn't well, mention if, the fact that you lost the artwork with it. If I say I'm gonna do it, 
then wow. at that rate, I end up owing people because I said that I would do it. And, you know, I stick by that stuff, even though I can procrastinate. I've actually been um, pretty busy making sure that everything is in order for um, going to university coming up here in the spring. Um, so now that I've hit like some weeks where I don't have to like monitor email and shit like that, um, I should be good for a little bit. And then also, yeah, I've been busy like semi in game with rewriting all my Lua's after losing everything because I had a, power, a bad power supply. Uh, so now that I'm in the clear for all that stuff, I should be able to catch back up on everything I was doing before. Yes, there are now six Fox Danger Lulas uploaded. You just gave me four new ones for the GitHub slash Spicy Ryan, which is because Fox doesn't have one. And I guess it's just easier. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's really odd. They're in the... I've, got, I've got one for school, but I don't want to use it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would keep them separate, but not equal. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all those Lua's are nice because I hear a lot of people say that they don't want to use the Moats Lua's, even though I'm pretty sure like 90% of people don't understand why they don't like Moats Lua's. They just hear other people. It's too rigid, them. man. It is pretty rigid. It's it's hard to add sets to. Um, mine are pretty flexible when it comes to that, but mine, you'll run into some difficulties if you download them and want to change like how the hooks work and how, how like the logic works for indicating like, like what gear you're going to equip. Um, that may you may want to have some know-how before digging into that portion of it but if you want to just add sets it's really straightforward and it's just right there in front of you to do unlike the um the the moats ones where you have to like update it in a separate area and all that or moats 3.0 cylindrical i'm sure yeah i don't i haven't used any of those i don't think i mean it's not my cup of tea it's same reasons and just less desirability it's it's too customized for that person and too many things that i don't need or want to get in the way of everything i don't need a million auto things or a million toggles. I just need it to be functional. Yeah, just equip what you need to do when you do an action. Absolutely. I think already I push it past what's acceptable when I have like on Blue Mage, I have the toggle for evasion casting, which is necessary, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's not a toggle. Well, you would get the same result out of a separate macro that would do the same thing. Mm, so it has to overwrite my casting mage. priority. So it has to change me to a different casting set that has evasion in it still with malignance on well, it. Think think of it this way, like if you had one macro that was like regular casting and one macro that was evasion casting and they both link to different equip sets for the mid-cast outcome, then it would be the same result as what you're talking about right now. You could, but I'm a guy that plays with the menu a lot of times too, which is apparently odd. I don't like using too many macros. I don't like I get lost in them sometimes. I just use the menu a lot of times. I use control M, control J, control A, those kind of things. Yeah, you would have to be really quick to use menu plus macros in that situation. Yeah, sure. I don't. I, do you do that, Fox? Or you're just an all macros guy because I try to use the game menus honestly more with the hotkeys. Uh, I actually do both because I play with both controller and keyboard. Um, what I'll do is I'll like preload actions that are like emergency actions in the menu because I have the cursor memory and all that. So like if I, I know that if I have to do like on white mage, if I have to do a lot of status cures, I'll actually go into my menu and and like put my cursor on like cure four or something, just like an emergency cure. And I'll actually um, just sit there in the status uh, area map of my macros and just do status cures. And then I'll use the actual menu to cast cure four or, or whatever um, should that come up. Like I'll use things that are frequently used, uh, haste, magic fruit. Cocoon, Nature's Meditation, Barrier Tusk, etc. I'll keep those in a macro, but I will manually use White Wind. I'll manually use Winds of Prami. I even have macros for them, and I don't use them. I just manually, the ones that are less frequently used, I just, for some reason, by hand, I guess my brain doesn't work, as everyone knows, and I just do that in the <laughs> menu, and I, it's just, yeah, I don't know why. It's a bit easier for um, Blue Mage because you have a smaller spell set. Um, with White Mage, you have all these fucking spells you'll never cast. Well, you, you will rarely cast. Um, so like digging through those can sometimes be bad. And I don't like weapon skill macros. I only like weapon skill keybinds. So 
that's fair yeah so if it's like black halo i have to manually use it i was thinking that'd be functional if i had a way that if i have a club on my keybind for savage blade then becomes black halo i think that'd be very functional yeah i actually i actually like that idea i'm i'm doing something like that i'm writing the beast lua now and I'm doing something like that for like HQ jugs and NQ jugs, um, where it'll like default to different ones depending on like what's available. And in a similar, you, you can actually write it in a similar way to get uh, Black Halo and Savage Blade to be inter- interchangeable too. I think um, all it would take would just being um, instead of being a bind for weapon skill, that weapon skill T, it could just be the bind would just be um, weapon skill F11 and it would just have like a comment next to it that that's Savage Blade or Black Halo. And down in the rules, it would be if main hand type club, da, 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 then yeah. use this if FL, you know, it'd just be a, it wouldn't even be a toggle, it'd just be a, a rule based on your main hand. If you wanted to get real janky, you could actually just do two separate send commands down there where it sends both Savage Blade and Black Halo in a send command. Yeah, but then I'm spamming the server constantly with that. I'm not, not about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just really, that's just the thing is all. You yeah, could you, do, there's a bunch of ways you could do it. Oh, that's right. How you doing, Table? Hey, yeah. yeah, hey. <laughs> no, you could do a keybind outside of like what I do. I posted my keyboard that I actually just got in in the trash channel. But was that uh, that looked like a like a I didn't know that was your keyboard. It looked like like a children's toy. Yes, yes, like a Fisher well, Price. Yes, I bedazzled it so that I can have you know the proper hand placement. So the, that way, when oh. I, without looking at it, I know where I want. Let my me let me look at this thing so I can describe it because it it looks like what was it like six keys and four quadrants and something the size yeah. of a mouse pad. Uh, yeah. So it's got what, 48, 48 buttons, basically. And then... Uh, what what channel is it under? Trash channel. Ah, uh, yes, as it should be. Yeah, naturally. But yeah. Welcome to the show, by the way, Table. Thanks, yeah. But yeah, what no, what you're describing, you could definitely do... That's way did, too many keys. Jesus, fuck. I mean, basically <laughs> the level... <laughs> okay, so it's basically... It is. There's very little height besides it is six keys tall, uh, three white and three black. It's in a you know a checker pattern grid of uh, three, four wide and three tall on top of black, four wide, three tall. So it's essentially eight keys wide and uh, six keys tall in one block of keys. So just one block of keys. That's a lot of yeah, keys. Yeah, four twelve key blocks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like the what. I, Basically, you know, each button gets its own thing. The ones on the left are the ones that I use relatively often. Um, it's basically just about the size of your number pad. And so, when he says he bedazzled them, guys, it's literally three of these keys out of the 48 have three bedazzles on top of them. Yeah, I had to call my daughter and make sure she uh, approved of me taking her sequence so I didn't get in trouble. She... <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, you've reached a tier of Final Fantasy playing when you get a... I don't know, something like a coaster or something. You put underneath like a hot pot and a table and put bedazzleds on it. This thing is a grid of keys. But yeah, ignoring this thing, that's how I play, but no labels. Well, I could write on them or I could buy some uh, extra keybinds. But just imagine having keys with no symbols on them. They're just keys. I actually, I have a chart. I'll post it later, but I have a chart that has everything listed out and I put like, I made a spreadsheet that has each button and what it does so that I can kind of remind myself until I get used to, you know, where everything is. Eventually my muscle memory takes over, but it works really well. But anyway, you could make a script that, um, you know, whenever you switch weapons, you could have a macro that you would, it would run a script that it would switch your weapons, but then it would also switch your keybinds to a club weapon skill or whatever. And then whenever you switch back, you hit, you know, you hit your sword macro. 
switches to your swords and then automatically switches the keybinds back. Mm-hmm. I figured it'd just be easier to have a rule that if I'm using a club, then this is the weapon skill if I've used that command. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be easier to go through if you're going to put it in your Lua. So yeah, I actually do something similar to that with uh, subjob detection for whether or not you can toggle dual wield modes on and off. I was trying so to get like, auto lock style working based on having a club or a sword and it keeps erroring <laughs> out because I tried to use the rune fencer code and for some reason does not work the same. I'll, I'll, I can try to fix that for you later maybe. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't load the Lua and then sometimes it tells me there's an error and loads the Lua fine, which I just, you know. It's stupid. I was thinking. Is just, it when you have nothing equipped in your hands? No, no. I made. I, no, I have a club on, and sometimes it's just neither here nor there. Don't don't worry about it. So, how uh, you doing, table? Finish that one. Doing pretty good. You know, busy season of work's finally over. Uh, it's too cold to play disc golf, so that's kind of been sad. But disc uh, golf. Yeah, love disc. Is golf. that is that like like ultimate frisbee or something? No, it's literally golf, but you play it with you know specific discs. But it's basically frisbees. Yeah. Um, and so, you just play it just like golf. Yeah, so it's a frisbee like disc. It's not like a a like a clay disc you'd shoot with a shotgun or no, something. No. Okay. No, yeah. I, I just, it's, you know, it's plastic. Oh, I, I thought you were saying well, but then I realized you're saying pole fox. Pole. <laughs> yeah, let's play disc golf with Dick Cheney. That'll be good. There you go. <laughs> How do you get into disc golf? What what is the you like I, I heard a bocce ball recently and I'm like, what are you what do you you white people in these games? I don't know. I'd never played about, I guess, like last May. So I've only been playing like seven, eight months, but it's kind of taken over for me. Uh, but I just had a friend in a random discord who was like, I'm going to play disc golf at a park near me. So I went with him and I just I really enjoyed it. But yeah. But uh, yeah. Do the British spell it differently? It's not very big in Britain. It's really big in, uh, I want to say Sweden. Yeah. Ah, now we know what Sveden was doing while he Maybe was... Maybe Sveden's playing some disc golf. Sveden snuggle on his moose, and when he's done, he cuts the hoof off and uses it for disc golf. That's dark. And then he drinks the marrow from it in his very Swedish cuisine. Does he sit in a sauna afterwards? or he... No, just a van somewhere in a distant town while <laughs> okay. it works. We're going to get messages. I think he sent me something, and I don't remember. Let me... Oh, give me two seconds. Let me see if he sent me something. But yeah, in-game, uh, you know, just trying to... Catch up, do missions, doing some omens, starting uh, starting the grind. But overall, just enjoying playing again. All right, man. Like as far as like all of those, which is your favorite one to do so far? All those what like uh what content like between like omen? I've I've seen omen and I think I've seen you go into Odyssey too. Yeah, no, Odyssey is definitely my favorite. Um, I don't know, it's fast paced. I mean, I know, I guess everyone else has been doing. How long has it been out? About a year and a half. Something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. I know most too. most people are probably over it, but you know, it's it's fun content. Um I wish I wish more jobs were, you know, able to go, I guess. The uh the multi weapon thing really seems to kind of hamper that a little bit. You have to do Cholet then. Hmm. <laughs> sort of. Like the only job that truly gets screwed from like a weapon standpoint is really monk. A dancer, I mean I guess is okay. I don't know. Yeah, if you got the uh, what ambuscade eventually, <laughs> yeah, eventually you'll get the ambuscade hand to hand, and that's actually really good on the lamia. Then you're stuck. Though, yeah, you're stuck in the lamia. Yeah, but then you're stuck with a uh, monk, like sub monk. No, uh, I actually use those hand to hand on ninja without sub monk for all that delay. It was a lot of delay. It's like eighty. Uh, I think. So the the cool thing is, is ninja has such a crazy crit rate that um, one weapon skill round usually gives me roughly one ktp. Huh. Like, I'll do weapon skill, and then I'll do one round of, of attacks. Yeah, and but then you I'll don't have docking on Dancer. It's true. You don't have docking on Dancer. That, that is true. 
but um it, it's actually it's actually pretty decent and like your weapon skills they aren't like crazy amounts of damage like you do with other weapon types or whatever but like you can get like 25 30k weapon skills which is pretty good if you're just spamming them yeah, it's 60 delay yeah something to think about um i definitely wouldn't shy away from bringing dancer into the content that's for sure I, yeah. I wish more people we need to do a dancer episode we need to have someone who is a dancer and interested and passionate and knows the ins and outs of dancer Besides Fox, I guess Fox is going to be you. Are you going to do it? I, I play a lot of dancer. Okay, well let's do dancer episode too because I know you have some black mage groundwork to do if you don't let that trail go cold. It's, it's weird. Like I I can do damage on dancer, but I actually don't play dancers at TPS like strictly very often. I usually just play it as like some sort of like weird tank support healer. So if anyone else plays dancer out there and wants to come, <laughs> yeah, for real. There's maybe need more angles than that. That's people people only care about the damage. Yeah, we they, damage is very important to justify Dancer's position because not everyone's just like, yeah, man, I want some JA haste for my Savage Blade Warriors that I don't understand why I need or know that I need because that's been a theme lately. And uh, my main issue with Dancer when it comes to damage is, which is why I'm never excited to get on it and actually do damage with it, um, is that all of the weapon skills feel kind of really medium if you don't have they are. Um, climactic. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, on demand feels real bad. The on-demand damage the dancer can put out, you know, especially like one hours and um, when climatics up, like you can do some massive skill chains. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. But it, but just you know, your average, you know, we're just going to run in and DPS for thirty minutes. It kind of feels flat in a lot of spots. Yeah, and at that point, like the the real sell point is still the um, the J haste you're providing and like the defense downs and all that shit. But you really have to be on top of it, otherwise you're just kind of failing the group if all you're doing yeah. is just spamming weapon skills. But like healing, I mean, waltzes are some of the most strong abilities. Ever since they split it, split the waltz cooldown. Yeah. Like you can, and I mean, the gear you have now. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. And like curing waltz three is like basically a full cure. Yep. Divine waltz two if you have the TV. I mean, I honestly feel like if a mythic dancer could keep up with a lot of healing. Um, even an SU5 dancer. Actually, you don't even have to be either of those because I use my dancer domain heal um, jail runs. Well, yeah, you don't have to be, but it's still nice and you can rely on it more, can you not? Sort of. Um, you just never run out of TP, honestly, like once you have like really, really high sets for it. Because you combine that, plus you have like emergency buttons like reverse flourish and you also have um, no, foot no foot rise. rise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no foot rise and um, reverse flourish right there. Those two alone is like, what, 1600 TP in two job abilities i feel like dancer would yeah, be the most compatible job that i could pick up next because i already have you're pretty much there in all honesty. yeah yeah why not dude i i would i would do it actually it's it, a job it's, you uh, don't need mythic for it's great it's true and it, it's still fun to play and yeah i would prefer the set and cobra over um over yeah, terp i'd rather do I, i've i've looked at them both to, to figure out which one i wanted to do because terp is broken in the fact that it doesn't give you that extra thing off uh the extra round off of needing an extra step it leaves you one short right I think so, yeah. Yeah, that that's that what used to be a huge draw of it before it would just be like, oh, one time you capped, and now they've changed dancer around where that's not, you know, it, it, yeah. it needs and, more and if you has. if you think about like what makes dancer powerful from a weapon skill standpoint, sure you don't get the bonus to uh Pericleos, but you do get a twenty five percent reduction in your in your uh flourish trigger or your your climactic if you use the second cobra on Path C. So, you know, there's that. Plus, you can go with like store DP or you know all the other roads too. Like basically all of those things that that dagger can do, dancer also wants to do. So it's not really a negative to to go get it. It's SU five. I'm looking at Terp. You know, mainly low man solo uh, 
instances like you basically can full-time malignant set just because you you're multi and it's you can as well with other weapons it's not like for sure but i mean there's this imbalance i think in the perception in the community with malignants and mythic weapons where they're like oh man malignants just so much better for mythics it's like it happens to favor mythic weapons because of store tp and the set in general for that aftermath but it's not like if you throw malignants on a thief with Aeneas and Twashtar that like suddenly those weapons are not nearly as good because, you know, occasionally attacks on Mythic with just malignance like suddenly changes everything. It doesn't. It favors one weapon, but it's the, like people get main, like this notion it's like lopsided in that favor suddenly. The main problem is that is that there's a huge difference between the main hand ones and then the two hander ones because the ones that that, uh, that are like one handed, they're main hand only. For, for that multi-attack and, and whatever. That's why hand-to-hand gets screwed the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, your offhand is still operating, you know. It, it, it's just, I know it's it's generally a function of boosting damage or or things, but a lot of times it has a lot of multi-hit in the offhand as well, and it's not like losing all that multi-hit for your other hand that's giving you your TP is suddenly going to be like, oh man, I've lost all this multi-attack from my offhand, and it's not fo- conflicting with my occasionally attacks, but man, I got STP now with uh, my aftermath that's not messing with it. I've suddenly now become a much more serious fighting machine, and it doesn't. You're, you're, you're putting out less damage in Malignance, but you're, you're putting out a little less of a penalty because of Mythic Aftermath, and it's not suddenly this... Because uh, a lot of people do this thing where like uh, you've seen them go, well, this weapon's not good unless you're skill training. Same thing, they go... Unless you're using Malignance with Mythic Aftermath, it seems to be like that sort of vein of kind of like getting at something and then not getting anything at all. There's no, there's no like real meaning conveyed uh, besides the well-understood notion that the occasionally attacks is not interfered with by your normal gear, but that it just stops there. The train stops there. There's like no comparison, no nothing, no no perspective added to it. I mean, over time, it's kind of lost value, too, because yeah. it's only 20% triple, 40% double attack when you have AM3. So unless you're abusing the other modes also, like if you're using like Leviathan, for example, for its magic attack or magic accuracy bonus, like if you're just doing it for the multi-attack or whatever, um, we're getting better and better gear as the months move on. And every time we get new gear that gives you more multi-attack and, and like, you know, different places where you can restore TP, um, it has the ability for the mythic to like lose a bit a little bit of its luster every single time because you're getting multi-attack in other places i wish the mythic weapon skills were had better um just better skill chain properties it would help them a lot it would help like if it had a level three or yeah well it would help if they had stp gear that didn't have multi-attack but had a lot of other stats on it like um crit rate and damage and stp with no multi-attack because they focus on multi-attack a lot in gear i feel especially for light armor jobs of course and if they had higher STP, no multi-attack, and, and you know, crit rate on things like that, they could favor Mythics a little bit more. It had to be at a certain ratio where it's just a little bit better, but, you know, if you don't, then it's not, like, it's because it has to be very horizontal in progression again is how it has to be handled, obviously, due to the, the frequency of content being added into gear creep. So I think they could really focus on that area, because right now, if you want STP, you have Malignance, and that's just STP and DT because it's a DT set, I think, first before an STP set. So if they just focused on non-DT STP gear that you can mix in there, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think people should start breaking away their, breaking apart their AM3 sets between having DT and not really focusing on like capping DT. Because I, I know for Beast, for example, like back when I had my other Lua, um, I had uh, detection for AM3 and then also whether or not I was in like my DT modes. And 
I didn't just wear a bunch of malignants when I was using Aimer. Like it, it that that's that setup was when um, I had my DT on. Otherwise, I was still using you know good multi attack pieces like um, uh, Talia Montiel, you know um, stuff like that, stuff with like triple attack six and like a nice amount of accuracy because you still want to be able to multi hit with your offhand. And then um, you still want a decent amount of triple attack anyway, because if that 20% doesn't proc, then what you're getting double attack, maybe, or you're getting, you know, whatever. So um, because of the order of operations, how your, 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 your percents uh, happen before the OAT gear, when an OAT is where mythics lie, occasionally attacks twice or thrice. Um, you want to make sure that you have like a certain quantity of triple attack on there to, to make up for the fact that it may not proc. So it's, yeah. It's something you got to play with. Like, it doesn't mean you shy away from certain sets, but at the same time, you you can't just like mindlessly throw store TP on there and think that you're going to get like the most amazing sandwich ever out of your gear. Yeah. So if AM3 comes on, something like the Adamar Bonnet becomes more competitive with the Malignant Chapeau, but it doesn't mean Adamar Bonnet, as long as you have the accuracy and glass cannoning is fine, doesn't mean suddenly that because you have AM3 that suddenly the Malignant Chapeau is the superior piece in all all circumstances yeah. and just like oh man look at i have am3 so this uh, stp in my head means adamar bonnet's weaker now it's like no no it's just a more competitive piece and lowers the advantage of one and raises the advantage of the other but it doesn't like change everything and if it's not changing everything for the whole set i mean yeah a couple slots they become a little better but it's really not a big difference like people seem to make it out to is what i just wanted to get across like no. if you could have Nayame a at rank you know uh, 25 now like we're going to have and have Naomi B and not have to have them separate and carry around a million pieces of the same piece of gear then yeah there'd be a little more of an argument for so it. gross yeah it would be a lot of pieces of gear I mean you get rid of other pieces but why would you want oh, yeah. nothing but Naomi that's you know <laughs> kind of glad it's one set but at the same time it's you know very restrictive well, I'll never get my pet sets now yeah I can't because the new um update coming is going to put basically 2% more weapon skill damage in every Naomi piece that's just yeah. 12% body. Oh, man. That's, you know, that's also going to start changing a little bit more of the effectiveness of certain weapon skills, honestly. Yeah, a lot of weapon skills, for people who don't know, um, have diminishing returns around the mid-40s percent when you put uh, weapon skill damage on. It doesn't mean you can't just keep stacking weapon skill damage, because that's obviously will give you more. But if there are like other ways you could raise it better, like if you know you're an attack cap, start backing off on some weapon skill damage pieces and then throwing in where applicable um your pdl pieces like that's how you can hybridize those sets to yeah. push it and give it a little more oomph so like mandalik stab yeah would be what comes to my mind first especially because i've been on thief a lot lately you just got to be careful when you do that though but yeah it's um but with that though and every Glenn time they have that two percent yeah you, you end up with situations where like you you might be able to justify removing one more piece of gear and then putting in one more piece of pdl gear for example if you're an attack cap stuff like that fighting them margins yeah, it just it just depends, and of course you got to calculate everything. And I can only speak generally about this, and I only want to speak generally about this because all the sets are going to be so wildly different, um, or yeah. have the potential of being wildly different with this. Yeah, certain modifiers like uh, for thief, there's no decks on legs, pretty much, so that changes the game there. But other jobs only decks. It makes me wonder what the MP3, the uh, Empyrean stuff's going to actually look like with these sets seemingly so strong and getting stronger. Hopefully, not as underwhelming as the AF1 is becoming. Yeah. Plus three. Because <laughs> it's just, it's game as accuracy and everything else has, you know, competitive accuracy. For mages, it actually, AF3 is, is still really exciting. Because of magic. It's still your highest, yeah, it's your highest magic accuracy set every time, I believe. Yep. 
I mean, I need for my white mage, I need every single set, which is not as oh, yeah. not that great since uh, Omen is not really, you know, largely run easily. All right, not easily, but as much, you know, just shout group. You've everything. been coming to Omen with us. I know, but yeah, but it's we. I, I have set, sat on so many different, uh, so many different canteens, just letting them waste away. Yeah, same. I do too, man. Don't feel too bad. I well, keep needing to go farm detritus, and I just never do. Oh, oh, I thought I heard Odyssey in my head. Yeah, Omen. Yeah, I've been wasting them too a little bit. But you, you come and get some. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why you come at this point. I well, I want to get my full plus two, and then I'm just going to hit it hard once a uh, a card campaign hits, and then I'll hopefully be able to finish it out from there. Because what he's doing, he just sits in the party. He does some cares um, while I sit there and do no objectives and just run through and take all the detritus. So really, he's getting like two cards and and nothing. So I mean, like, I, I'm it's, white mage it's, is fine. It's, it's usually yeah for white mage, it's fine. I mean, I've gone on my dancer, you know, a few times uh, without you just to not waste the uh, you know. Waste everything. I guess the alternative of trying to make a shout group for it is a little less appealing. Just do it and be done with it, I guess. I'd rather get my three cards than have to sit there and join <laughs> random groups and spend the, all the time to get an extra one or two cards. Like, it's just not. Maybe. The dysfunction um, of watching 18 people go, okay, who's got staff? <laughs> oh, yeah, because nobody can figure that out in advance. How do we do the skill chain? Does anyone know? I don't have what dagger. What is a skill chain? I, someone said a low and edge spam, but I don't have daggers. Anyone have access? Uh, Dancer is going to get easier and easier to solo Omen on. Um, it's actually one of my go-tos. If I don't go on Ninja, I usually go on Dancer or, or Blue Mage. If it's not Blue, um, it's too slow to me now to do that. That's fair. I mean, you do I, I don't mind. Through. I I just dedicate the time to it. Like I just kind of watch some YouTube and just kill mobs. Yeah. You can yeah. definitely zone out. And honestly, for me, like I can do a lot of work during the long queues. Like it's annoying, but I can I can multitask and get some stuff done. Yeah, there you go. So I'm doing. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't worry about. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Spicy? Oh, thanks for asking, Fox. I appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want it to get in the way of our episode. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. We could just move on. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. So, Fox, have you ever been given soap for Christmas? Uh, no, but I've technically given people soap for Christmas. You've given people soap for Christmas. Put the put some context around that so I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things like when you're like 17 and like you have like, like your girlfriend when you're when you're 17, right? And She's like, oh, I'm into like good smelling soap. So I go and get like some sort of fancy, nice soap. And that's supposed to be a gift, right? So it's one of those kind of situations. Okay. Say you were given a hand pump of soap, antibacterial, of course, from the dollar store and a free sample travel size, airplane size bottle of Dove body wash. Just one. What would you think about that? Well, I think that maybe I should start washing myself more so people wouldn't be inclined to give me this gift. Maybe that's just me, though. Let's just say. Uh, I don't want to get personally. I don't want details. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. Let's just say that I am not a family person, and it came from someone who, which I do not have contact with, and uh, it was addressed to Carrot and not myself, who received nothing because I don't want contact with this person. So they gave it to Carrot, and I looked at it. It was handed off to me, of course, by someone else because I would, you know, this person would never give it to me in their face because I would shove it up their ass. And uh, I got this, and I looked at it, and it was soap. And I looked at it, and I went full jersey at that moment. So what? What is what is full jersey? Yeah, can you define the full jersey? That's no, I don't know. Does the accent get stronger? More powerful? Actually, you, a little bit. Do you like imme- get in your car and immediately end up on a turnpike? Wow, <laughs> on the turnpike, yeah, except three. Uh, how did I get here? Yeah, honey, why how, do I have this? So, how would you describe going full jersey? <laughs> 
She says me. That's when um, that's when you 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 start going and saying that this fucking sk- I, oh, it starts off with Are you fucking serious? Did this fucking skank just do this? What does she think? I'm dirty, this fucking bitch. And then you start bringing out the things like if I gave that bitch a pack of Brillo pads, she wouldn't be able to clean that skanky ass with them. You know, just you start you just start going down the line of you know I ought to shove this fucking soap right up her ass because she's just an ass. Forgive me. That's how dare you. How dare you? It's just, it's pretty, that's essentially the synopsis of what I said. And I go, how dare you for thinking that you get this okay to just give this to me like this? How dare you okay this? You know, that kind of, you know, you know, I go, my wife is not something to bring into this like this. It's nothing to do with them. They better stop this or else it's going to get real. So that was, you know, that was, it was like January 5th or something I got on. It was a long time after the holidays. So, but you know, otherwise. It's not um, even gift to that point. They just randomly sent you something. It's just like, uh, you know, and then, Here you I, go. I, and so first the person who does it gets it, and the person who is involved with it then gets it because it's like, you know, what do you think this is okay? It's do you think this is okay? That this is not okay? You know, that kind of, that kind of shenanigans. So that that was my my off game, and it's just a thing. My on game, um, chipping away at the thief guide slightly fixing some issues with some templates that have been halting me from working on that update of <laughs> the section of dragoon sub job da, 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 da. and updated the warrior part of it specifically because it didn't have fencers good finagling and odyssey c kind of stuff um working on a new guide uh which is i have in my my cloud because i don't want it on the wiki while i'm working on it it has to be done before it says it's you know i asked probing <laughs> questions about that guide too and i still don't quite understand what's going into it uh so far i believe i'm going to call it suck less is the name oh of, yeah i got that the name of the guide suck less suck less it's, it's you know it's important to suck less man you got to have suck less in your life it's going to be one of those things people go here's return to Vana deal here's one to 119 here's fantastic exp and where to find them and here's suck less all of them are essential to your yeah, you're you're playing experience here. It's a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the trilogy. It's already a trilogy, if you, unless you exclude the Fantastic EXP. Now it'll be the quadrilogy. Well, we all know that the Fantastic one is actually a, a prequel. It's gonna have a theme song like "Deep Within the Womb of Time," the creature thus be born. What the fuck? <laughs> this Fantastic Soul Journey, whatever from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember that now. So I'm also, you. I don't remember. Oh, cool! I put it in the Discord a while ago. Um, behold, behold! It's, it's very apt that they choose South Jersey for the intro for that because it's that's what South Jersey's like. It's a lightning and a mad scientist on a cliff with lightning and I already said lightning, but you know, waves crashing against the stuff. And anyway, so on the Jersey subject, and a sir I received a tell today from Vivalo, two V's and an Alo. So Vivalo, Vivalo, who. Uh, Wanted to thank me for repping Jersey and said that they want, uh, they're from Bergen County, want everyone to know that not everyone in Bergen County is a douche. I just assumed everyone from Jersey was a douche. Well, I mean, Bergen County is up North Jersey near New York, so you get a little more douchey as you go north. Oh, okay. The accent gets thicker and, and, you know, it's kind of like this. I don't have a, I have a thick accent for being my location. I don't know where it comes from, too, because (laughs) it's not a tumor. She said, well, I, "I mean, that's just Austrian, right?" She said, "Yeah." She said, "I have a tumor." Um, but no, Bergen County is nice. I don't know if anyone's ever been there. They had the Paramus Mall. I've actually spent time up in 
Bergen, around Franklin Lakes and Wyckoff. It's you know, it's a nice place. It's, you know, up North Jersey is is very scenic. You got some very nice stuff. It's like a whole different state up there, honestly. It's like going from, uh, my, I was gonna say West Virginia to Virginia, but I mean that's. I mean, that's anything West Virginia is embarrassing. So uh, it's, it's, it's a sad comparison. It's like, you know, it's like going from, uh, you know, Tanzania to Zanzibar. There you go. Whole different area. Yeah, that's way more relatable, right? I've <laughs> <laughs> been watching Anthony Bourdain. Zanzibar is the island off of Tanzania, and it's like a whole different culture. I was just thinking Tenacious D, but okay. Uh, I don't like Jack Black. I normally don't either, but normally don't. Just the the prick of destiny. So right. on game, been doing uh, Odyssey. She'll uh, see now. So I got my rune fencer out because I could not find a tank, and had some experiences when I shot it for a tank that broke the camel's back because a paladin sub warrior joined. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! And well, I mean, if they fold him defender, it's. No, it's still bad. See, 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 you're doing what I did. I'm like, well, they could full-time defender. They'll aggro everything. Maybe it'll be okay. The people pull hate off them anyway. Maybe they'll manage it fine. Maybe they're okay. You know, that's what I was doing. See, you, you went to the same thing, Fox. Like, ah, oh, well, maybe. And Carrot called it out first before we went in. They're like, Where, where'd you sell blue? And he's like, you know, it didn't say he didn't have it. Um, he said no. Like, <laughs> Carrot goes, he just said no. <laughs> and I said, so how do you intend to hold hate? And Carrot's like, you're going to use Banishka? And he's like... I'll hold hate. I've done it before. And uh, no Banishka was used, by the way. Not even on Undead, which, you know. And uh, Was Carrot sub-Black Mage? <laughs> no, Carrot was not sub-Black Mage, but oh. we had other problems with this run. And so the tank was so bad that they were essentially not even there. They were just leeching. And it was just bad because at that point on Dragoon... I'm just the last time I went Dragoon. I was just taking over and just running in and killing stuff, and they could just suck a fat one. Cause... Is this the run that Table went to? No, this is no. before Table joined. This is the one with Our the Corsair one. who had no Luzzo Spring as well, and was also like named DHKFXY. You know, I'm like, okay, they have a weird name, but they joined and they're talking and they have gear and they have Nagling, so maybe they can just do it. And so it started off with Carrot asking for Naturalist Roll to give us a long regen and stuff before we go in. And then they ignored it, so Carrot's like, naturalist roll, naturalist roll, and then they chaos roll. <laughs> While we're outside. <laughs> so, Excellent. So I'm like, oh boy. Uh, I've already forgotten about the Paladin at this point. Big mistake. So the Paladin was garbage. Probably didn't swap gear. Couldn't hold hate. Getting beat up. And we got out of there. It was such a bad run. We got like 4k or something stupid. And I said, thanks for not even being there, Paladin. Paladin left without saying a word. Blacklist of the core. Because the core was not using Lotus Spring and Carrot missed the roll, so we said, hey, double up that roll. Because uh, the White Mage, did, uh, the Bard didn't get it, who was doing more damage than the Warrior. Oh, the, war the Warrior was there. Uh, Dem again. Demacock, what the fuck his name was? I, black I blacklisted him because I gave him two chances to come, and he parsed lower than the Bard on Warrior. So that was that run. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I imagine your Warrior parsing lower than the Bard. Yeah. Chaos roll. And then, yeah, then the core would ignore it. And the White Mage was also that run, was botting. So I blacklisted everyone in that run, except Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to play with those people again. It's over. That's it. It's blacklisted. But now Tables White Mage is up there as a new player. He's uh, doing a lot of returning stuff as well. We invited him tonight, and um, you know that's he's he's fitting in there. And one of Carrot's friends been coming. So now we have four to six for random pugs. And at the very least, having myself on tank now and having Carrot on Bard 
is the most important part, I think, of any Odyssey Shoal Run C pug. Because unless you're going with like a specific static sort of setup where no tank is involved or other things that can be done, uh, or we've been talking about like maybe Shoal B with ninjas, blues, thieves, etc. in evasion roll and no tank at all and, you know, kind of like capping evasion while DDing and running through it kind of thing and splitting up, that would be, that'd be a way. But you can't do that with a pug. It just doesn't work. So as long as you control bard and, and tank, I think that's been the most important part of Shoal C. And I had to go build a higher defense set for my rune. Because yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, I went and got the Twisto earring, augmented the uh, refined grip plus one. Um, the Lorikit torque plus one is capped now. It's like sixty-five extra defense, and just full Nayame doesn't matter if it's augmented. There's no extra defense, and just that kind of stuff to throw as much defense as I could on there. I'm eating defense food like black carry bun and plus one is like 180 defense, and and carrot singing mini on me and i'm taking like no damage now when i yeah. was getting beat up before so it was a noticeable difference between our first run and then the second the next two yeah i, I worked on it to the first run because i was not happy with the first run and i went and refined my sets to put a little more defense and just adding like an extra 100 defense when the mini and everything is on there and also embolden protect is crucial yep so with those things it just i think i was like over three thousand i like i got to like paladin levels or close to at that point and I uh, was able to just kind of like laugh off the mobs the whole time now. So I'm able to functionally handle that effectively and put, I can't cure it, but I could wake people up from Sleepka or do a little weapon if you, skilling. If you ever want to gauge it, um, a paladin when they're, when they're geared properly sits at 3,800 to 4,500 defense. Okay. So I'm very low end paladin, like 3,350 yeah. or something. That's like. still pretty good though for rune. Yeah. For rune. So plus I got apple trees. So that little extra, yeah. you know. 25 or less but yeah it helps me a little bit so that's been that's been good i mean for the most part unless a specific family i your my region was all you needed which was surprising because there was a post in r slash final fantasy 11 about two hours before we came on today about a guy who tried to go rune it was about bard but he had an aside there at the end that wasn't related because it was on his mind but he went uh, on rune to shoal c and just blew up and i'm like yeah i i could imagine because Rune's SIR gear is actually really bad, so... It's garbage, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I finally... I spent hours the other day trying to improve it. I finally got Regal Gauntlets from Carrot's Mule doing an Amontrove during the free campaign. Oh, so I thought you had those. I did not. Nice, man, congrats. Now I have them, which is nice, so thank you. And uh, those are actually very helpful for SIR set. It gives me a big chunk of HP in defense now. Yeah, pretty mm. invaluable. Yeah, I mean, the rest is still just trying to figure it out. Because I lowered my amity a bit just to get... Because it's, it's I've already lost a big hit with SIR, but lowering the amity a little further to get more defense in there and, and, and DT and stuff and trying to cap it, that's been a more worthwhile endeavor for Shulsi. And something like Divergence wouldn't need to, and frankly, it doesn't really matter at that point. So I'm starting to just wonder if losing 10, 15, maybe even 20 amity is a worthwhile endeavor when you've already lost half of your amity to go to an SIR set in the first place. I've we? actually done that on a lot of my sets now. Um... I, I've like backed off a little bit on enmity, especially on like spells, and I'm putting like fast cast in its place or like yep. higher magic evasion. Yeah, I do like the one piece of. I'm gear using a lot of Agus now, actually. From yeah, the Agus head has fast cast and spell interruption rate. Yeah, the the legs are another good piece to to look into because it's fast cast and DT. But you lose enmity when you get smacked around too, so maybe the little loss in enmity and the survivability gained with the offset of enmity from taking less damage is a worthwhile endeavor. So maybe. Maybe I should change the community guide to focus a little more on that set and a little less on the Emity plus the spell eruption rate set. 
Well, I, as long, like, okay, so fast cast is, it helps you twofold, obviously. Like, your precast make it, make it actually cast faster, and then your uh, mid-casts help with the recast, right? Um, there's an argument that you'll actually, you, you may be able to bleed less enmity if your casts are completing fast enough, because you spend less time in the set that will get you murdered, right? So, I mean, I think spending a little bit more time on that and just making sure that well, like you can cast more frequently. You still get precast off in your masked fax cast, and you know you still on rune especially still have valiance generally. But I mean, my mid cast is spawn rate. My precast is still that eighty percent cast reduction. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that like if you can make sure that you can get it like all the time, then yeah, because yeah, okay, yeah. like you can sometimes you can get and yeah, sometimes you don't have a you have a package up, especially in Shoal C. I know table is complaining about lag in there. <laughs> yeah. It's miserable. Like people are yellow health. I'm slamming on my you... nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden stuff's on cooldown. I'm like, okay, I guess. Did it you turn out. shadows and stuff and weather effects off when you're in there? No, I haven't done any of that. Do that. And I would try that. I don't know. Okay. Um, there's a thing stickied in the BG forums. Well, wow, throwback from when I had the power to sticky. That was one of the last things I did there before they banned me and took away my power. Um, <laughs> no one posts there. That was part of the BG banning. It was lumped in. They're connected. Um. And it's sticky to the top. It was something that Fox and I both use, even though we don't... He needs it. I don't theoretically need it, but it helps. Is the um, direct 3D um, change so that the oh, game... Oh, DirectX? Yeah. Yeah, the direct 3D, it's called in there. The the thing from Atomos that was made for a shooter, but works on Windows as well. Similar to... Um, what's the other thing D- people DG, use? DG Voodoo. Yeah, season, yeah similar DG to DG Voodoo. Voodoo without any of the configuration. I have that on my Actually, I use laptop. DG Voodoo. It's, you have to on a laptop. It's well, no, you could use this. You don't have to. Okay. This is the same thing without making it yeah, right. prettier and customization. No, just, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm saying like, DLL. if you don't put that in a laptop, you're going to drop to like 20 FPS in certain areas. Correct. I, I mean, I'm on my desktop, but it's, I mean, it's worth a shot. It's not terrible. It really feels like kind of network lag to me, though. Like, it doesn't feel like my game's stuttering. It just feels like I'm pressing the buttons and just nothing's happening. But I'm willing to try anything. Otherwise, the last thing I can think of that I'm working on besides just you know random omen and stuff like that shinryu's with thief like we'll go do table sad dragon yeah i haven't been able to do it though but now i can Kara's friend table and i the four of us will go do vd shinryu after doing a shoal or something because it will have merits and we'll just go use them on that and we'll do one which is not the worst thing and so otherwise the thing i did last week and i'm going to do hopefully tomorrow again is i've been shouting pug groups of times three v15 n guy and m so you're just fighting Engai three times in a row? No, Engai, Gogmagog, and oh, Ubanai. Okay. And I want to change it up to be like, besides those ones, be something a little more challenging, like Gigalorm or something. Yeah. Gigalorm I mean, there's, there's really, it doesn't punish you that badly to fail, honestly. So as long as you have like the, um, the amplifiers to use, like just shout for whatever you think you can take. And it, I actually like the fact that it doesn't, punish you as hard as like say omen does for like not or ambuscade do something or ambuscade yeah so just go in attempt the bosses with the setup that you have do what you can and you still end up getting to walk away with stuff if you use amplifiers in every fight so it's generally pretty even. there was a shout someone did recently uh sedative i think it was on asura so i think it was him who was just shouting for embose um Achuka and Zevioso or something. Um, Achuka. Yeah, all, Achuka's the, the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Wildkeeper Reeve. What's the um, Sakpatas comes from? Yeah, it's, it's the, the Tojal uh, Kalunga. 
Kalunga, yeah. Kalunga, Mbose, and, and uh, like Zevioso. And I'm like, how are you going to do all three of those with a pug group? And he's like asking for specific jobs and stuff. I'm like, you must be serious oh, about doing oh. all three of those. And he you goes, oh, 5% yeah, we're just doing 6% and dying. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, that's, I told him first, I go, you have some real balls are trying to do that. You know, in like a complimentary fashion. He goes, no, nah, we're just doing 6% and that's it. I'm like, oh, I take back everything I said then is what I said. So. Yeah. So we've actually started doing that because we um, have killed the bosses enough times that we don't care anymore. Well, I want more points. Yeah, we want more points at this point. So we do it that way. Like we're, we're, we're tired of like waiting around and just like doing like a boss with like all of our good setups and like not being able to do anything afterwards. So we're just like prioritizing points like we do still kill the first one we go to fight. And then like the other two tier threes that we have in our run, we just do the 5% two and kite. That's a lot more respectable um, because, I mean, you probably do more than that, but there's a lot more respectable oh, yeah, than like, just we'll, doing none of the kills. Yeah, like we'll go into end guy, for example, and we won't have the setup to kill it, but we'll still take it to like 70% and we'll still fight it and stuff. But we know that that even if we lose, we're still going to get, you know, whatever points for it because we've done a certain amount. And we're all going to use amplifiers. I think Chia was saying that if you killed all of them to cap the V20 versus um, just doing 6% and failing out. It was either Haya or Chia or someone said it was like six times more to do it per fight instead of just killing it. Because the times nine bonus of killing it was so much higher overall versus... Oh, yeah. Your, yeah. your times nine bonus is just always there regardless. Like, the, the difference is like maybe 400 RP. Yeah, but 400 over and over again is a pretty big difference. Yes, that's true. But it depends on whether or not you want to weigh that against having progress on multiple pieces of gear. Yeah. And, you know... Because you have to think about like long term, like what adds up the best. And yeah, you could finish one set faster, but if you get no progress on any other set, you're still technically doing more Odyssey runs over time. I'm um, still getting points for like uh, Koisty Badar and the animator and stuff because no one's going to do Ubanai if I don't do it. So I'm, I'm getting oh, points I'm for so my animator. I'm so excited about like I, I, I like the, the R25 stuff that's coming out for like the big pieces of gear everyone cares about. But like I'm excited for stuff like Suru and you know the the, oh, yeah. the, the lower tier stuff because Quest of gets even better. Yeah, Quest of Badar gets really dumb, and uh, Suru gets like at R30 it's going to have plus ten backends, so that's pretty dumb. It's getting to the point where it might be able to usurp certain pieces that it was not beating before for certain weapon skills. Yeah, and then like you look at stuff like Empaka's staff. Um, if you are uh, R25 R30 that like it becomes really competitive at that point. Um, just stuff that, that you really wouldn't have really given another look otherwise. I'm looking forward to Bunsy's Rod. Bunsy's Rod at R30. So I ended up making this shout, and the first person that responded to me was Rua. Oh, yeah, I saw he was on yeah. Beastmaster, wasn't he? Yeah, he was our Beastmaster, which was fucking awesome, because I knew right away I had someone I could very likely 99% chance trust to be Beastmaster, and that was great. Yeah. And did you know, I was editing some of the stuff in the wiki the other day, did you know that Fatso Fargan's attack down is minus 50% for three minutes? I didn't know it was that heavy. No. It's heavy, man. 50%. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Acid mist. Yeah, so we were using, um, you know, obviously corrosive ooze for the attack and defense down, which is about one to one and a half minutes. So you have to put it on pretty frequently because mm -hmm. it wears off. But you can put, as long as you put Fatso on first, you can put Fatso on at least at the start of the fight. I mean, you could watch it. You could put a timer if you really wanted to in your in your Lua or something. You could watch that and keep 50% down on. You would have no trouble. I actually plan to. Um, I've really liked what I've done with like the Red Mage Lua's and stuff, like putting timers that are actually accurate in there. And I was planning on doing that with the Beastmaster ones because I noticed that with, with some people, and not to say that they're going to use my Lua's or anything, 
Um, but I noticed that with, with some people, like not to name names, um, but they'll they'll go to use like generous Arthur. Felgar. They'll use it once, and then like three minutes will pass before we get another corrosive. That's ooze. Felgar because he'll start spamming Perulent ooze at like fifty percent, and he'll be spamming it. It's yeah. like, dude, the ten percent's over. Or he'll be like meleeing this blunt resist or this the slashing resistant mob with. Oh, this, this is Henwin. Yeah. <laughs> this, it's is Fel- Henwin, this is it's... Felgar on Henwin. Spanning so, Perulent ooze. So many different fights. But um, so I don't know if corrosive ooze is one. You have to get hit by a mob to find out if it's one ailment that's attack and defense down in one, or if it's two. Because if it's two, if it's two, Fatso Fargan's being stronger should overwrite the attack down on it. It shouldn't get blocked it by it. It should because it's a higher priority but, from from strength. But it very at the very least, if it's on first, you could apply corrosive ooze after and it'll remain. I don't know if you could reapply it over ooze. That'd be worth testing. You could probably test sometimes, that in it, sometimes it gets weird when it comes down to the duration too, but I think if its duration's also higher, yes. then you're probably good. Um I would test that in Ballista real quick because someone made an edit to the wiki yeah. first is how I got down this path of changing Beastmaster readies on there in the drug pets because someone changed that specifically. Um I don't remember who it okay. was, I'd give him a shout out otherwise. But uh that got me down that path and they were saying like you can apply it first and then do that, but apparently not after, but I don't know if it was tested or not. I don't Maybe it was Rua. It was probably Rua. It was not. Was not. It was not Rua. Falkirker's yoke, maybe. He's yoke. I don't know. I didn't know that there. But yeah, that's that's been my my jam, and I've been enjoying that. But now we have V uh, V twenty coming out for V twenty five for our armor, like V twenty fights, or twenty five V twenty, using too many V's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully they're good. Hopefully the fetters don't just murder us. They shouldn't. Uh... The fetters can be kind of nasty sometimes, like depending on what setup you're using. Mid-cast for Rune Fencer, they are. <laughs> I try not to cast when they're yeah. out. Well, that's what I was saying. I tried to get all my mid-casts uh, to, to work a lot better for magic evasion and stuff, and Agus is really good for that. Yeah, actually it is. Yeah, well, now, like, now, that, now that Agus is going higher in augments, I'm going to have to start farming um, the bird, Ongo, there, because which is going to be a nightmare to pug. That might just be one where I start doing the fail on at the end. Yeah, you might. Um... It really Two boils down to whether or not your black mage has done math, because the the math and making sure that your your gear set is good is um, the more difficult thing. And like, not everyone knows, you know, how to copy off of loot's work because loot's blog is actually huge for being able to math that properly. We were discussing loot the other day with his work on magic uh, int for magic accuracy. Yep, and that it's not a straight value that when you're above or under by 10, it has a one-to-one ratio with magic accuracy. But when you leave yeah. above or below that value, either way, it becomes less valued. Like yeah, I'm glad uh, I actually learned something from that one because uh, I had, I originally I had thought that that int was tied to magic accuracy and stuff. And then at one point I thought somebody provided um, some sort of testing that showed otherwise. So for the longest time, I had believed that it, it was without. And then uh, most recently, I did a bunch of math for uh, my black mage or just the black mages in our group for uh, fighting Ongo and like basically sh- showing him like what what you should be shooting for based off of like what loot showed the stats to be and everything. And in loot's breakdown, he doesn't explain a whole lot about his intelligence in there. So he's just saying that he's hitting about 1300 magic accuracy. And he's not explaining that like the the Dian difference is actually making that happen as well. Um so I actually made a bunch of assumptions because of what I had thought before that the uh, the int had no magic accuracy difference in there for dint, but he's very specifically trying to hit about four hundred and fifteen int, um, 
so that uh, he can he can be within D and ten. Yeah, because D and ten above or below is the sweet spot for int on a mob for black mage in terms of you know magic accuracy. I don't know about yeah. damage in this case, but if you're thirty five plus or minus or above, it's four to one int to magic accuracy, which is you would think it'd just be like uh, you know dex is zero point seven five dex to accuracy. You think it'd be a fixed value, not for black mage apparently. Yeah, it just has to be so convoluted. Another thing they should fix, honestly, it should be zero point seven five to one. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why it's not. That's really fucking janky. And just when you thought the game couldn't get more janky than it is, there's something that works differently. It's, it's the one. It's the one fight that if I were to, to, if I were to do pugs, I would hope that the black mage just copies sets from people because I couldn't trust people to build their sets properly for that. Yes, it's so much more complicated on a black mage. Well, you're in luck, Fox, because if someone's been a set out there for something, everyone copies it. <laughs> right well nobody no, nobody knows how to look up loot's blog so he has a set shown that was like um so i've been screening people for these odyssey runs now after that bad run i said that's it i go okay what are you subbing on um your corsair because if they don't say ninja they're out uh, do you have loss of spring if they say no they're out uh you know do you melee do you use like like at that point i usually stop i don't go past those two like because they'll start going like, why are you asking me questions? And I, if they start asking me that, I go, we can answer them and go. But otherwise, I'll just move on to the next person. Because I, I would a lot just of be honest and say, I deal with a lot of really bad people. I've said that too. Yeah. I asked one more. I'm like, do you use multiple weapons? And he's like, wall question mark. I'm like, I have to ask because I get people. Who only spam Savage Blade. I had Master de Brazil. I asked him like, what weapons? I go, so for the warrior, I go, um, which weapons will you be bringing to this? is what I asked them as a way to screen them. That's a very fair question that anyone should be able to answer. Like, this is what I'm using mainly. These are the other things I'm bringing, you know. Some just don't bring certain things or whatever, you know. And Because when you fight Undead or Aquans in there, they're slashing resistant. Lamia is slamming res slashing resistant minus 50%. So you need to... And the trolls are weak to piercing. So it behooves you, unless you're doing so much more, to actually switch weapons out. Besides just the resistance. Table work on your Karen bit. Yeah. So, you know, a master to Brazil, I asked him, what weapons would he be bringing? He goes, well, shut the fuck up and invite me. I did not invite that guy. <laughs> he was not happy about it. I just stopped talking to him at that point. I was like, nope. He actually said, shut the fuck up and invite yeah, me. Yeah, he said, well, shut the fuck up and invite me. And he said, spicy. I'd be I'm like, nope. Yeah, he was close. I'm like, yeah, that's not, it's not cute. Wow. But otherwise, um, yeah, it's been knowing how to build things or playing around building things in controlled manners without you can get very creative with the groups but i've been trying to like focus on making things stably successful and a little frustration free if possible by focusing on certain parts or the strategies or you know understanding certain mechanics and things that to be aimed for instead of like emulating a strategy i need to like focus on okay what's the most important parts I need to lock down so the other people, if they suck, don't drag the whole group down kind of thing. Because we brought a warrior who was vanilla, didn't use gear swap, was, you know, parsing under carrot. So, like, that doesn't drag the group down. You just get less points. But it's like, we had the tank that was terrible. The bards that I've been having that don't use harp that kill people because they don't sleep AoE. Things like that. The white mage that's following on a bot and runs up to me instead of carrying me on autofollow. And I die because they were autofollowing me and did not care. Those kinds of things. Can't have that. So, like, table on white mage. Good. I, I've been trusting the healing to like pug people has been fine if they're not a bot. Because I, I, I thought I'd go, are you a bot on white mage? And do you actually pay attention to the job? Or are you someone's mule? Is what I just pretty much flat out started asking people. And as long as I yeah. asked that, it's been pretty fine. But as long as Bard and Tank's been locked down, it's been pretty good. So I actually want to talk about Odyssey for a little bit. But before I do, like, I want to get more about like tables. 
point of yeah. view on Odyssey, honestly, because I, I not very often do I get to interact with someone who's like new to Odyssey in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first run for me, everything was moving really fast because honestly, I was I didn't even know what was going on. Um, I, I, you know, loosely, I'd obviously had to run through A and B loosely, try to figure out, watch some videos, that kind of stuff. But like, it's hard to kind of gauge what exactly is happening, what group. I mean, the, our group handled things a little differently than the videos I watched, a little more structured with <laughs> the tank pools and stuff. Okay. Um, I, so stop her there. Actually, point out, voice, he, did, though, right? he did research. Yeah, right. So voice is actually really critical for Odyssey. Yeah. And even though you guys did like a sort of a pug, um, you at least had four of you in voice, which is like invaluable. It's usually just me and spicy, but I mean, I guess carrot is. By proxy, yeah. There. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though, table. How much do I talk during those runs? You talk a lot. However, you, uh, you <laughs> you cut in and out um, because your button does not work while you're. Yeah. Running. I, I sounds like me. Can't use push to talk while running with the keyboard. It for some reason cuts me out. Maybe it's the I'm, key because I have no problem with the other key, but I'll. Because yeah, sometimes you'll, you'll I just tell me to do something, and, I, and then you're like, "But, but," and I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what you wanted me to cast." Chia comes. Chia came to one run, and I didn't say. He's like, "I, I just figured you were focusing because you didn't say anything." It's like I just did the job, and then it comes to a certain point where you don't have to talk. It's true. Well, it's true, and I, c- I can trust me to control the direction of the run, and I just assume I expect everyone's following me, and sometimes that's been a problem, but that's my fault the rams last night yeah the rams uh didn't didn't go our way so that was another example of me blacklisting a corsair after that because one the cord didn't have a tp bonus gun for spamming nagling which is fine that's you know whatever just do a little less they did respectable enough damage it's not enough of a problem i'd be like okay get this guy out of here it was at the end where they if they have a minute 10 in the run these guys are petrified for the next 50 seconds or maybe 46 seconds they have time they're on the stairs right before the crystal to exit they have time to click the thing to get the rewards before we're done. So we have a minute 10. I'm going to pull two Wamora. That's it. I'm just pulling these two. I, well, fl- I fly I mean, on the tank. I flash my run back to the crystal. I, we kill these two and there's like 29, 27 seconds left. They're almost unparalleled. I say in charty chat, no more pulling. And then I spam it again really quick as possible. No more pulling. The Corsair then runs full speed as I type a third time, no more pulling into the whole group of Wamoras. <laughs> they get uh, yeah they get unpetrified they go to the crystal with five seconds left can't click it because we have the memoras on us and i just fucking kicked that guy and blacklist him right away what an idiot yeah yeah if we yeah, they kept saying they're petrified in party so they know they're standing over away from us saying they're petrified you know they haven't clicked the crystal and you know that i'm only pulling two and i pulled back away intentionally and i say it in party twice even if you didn't look even if you didn't look, you should know that they haven't clicked it. And you know, based on the time they said they have, they said it in party versus the time left, you know you shouldn't have done that. And that guy did it. So it's like... So as, as, a, as a white mage on like one of your, your first like real Odyssey runs and stuff, like what would you say that like the biggest hurdle was in there? For me, the biggest hurdle was probably putting maybe too much emphasis on like bar spells or... Um, I don't know, just running into the group too much has gotten me into more trouble than it's been worth. Okay. I mean... Is, it, is that mostly identifying, like, you know, what, what mobs will actually do AoEs that will murder you, or...? Yeah, no, for... Uh, I think the bigger issue, like, when Spicy pops in M's, you know, it's pretty easy. You know, he's gonna pop a behemoth. I'm gonna throw Barthundra up. But, like, yeah. what I'm getting more in trouble with is, like, oh, we're gonna go fight something that, you know, casts a lot of Paralyze, so I try and, you know, counter that. But it's, like, it's really, honestly, it's not worth me running into there. 
Um, you know, not having a Yag Rush isn't, hasn't made or break anything, but there's been a couple different situations where I'm like, this would have been, you know, cake if I had a Yag Rush, but Innervation. I had to, yeah, I had to put yeah. a little bit more effort into it. Sloga from the spiders. Well, Enervation, like Enervation, it, it like you can use, you can use Misery and Asuna for that. Or if like you happen to have a blue mage in your group and they, they know what they're doing. Like they'll have Winds of Promise that also to help you out. Um, there's like multiple ways to do it, but I, I can't make any assumptions about how the group is going to be made, especially if it's a pug, right? Especially if it's but, but when it comes to Odyssey, like, because I, 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 when I'm not tanking, like, I was actually a healer quite often uh, in there. And like, one of the main things I can say about Odyssey is that the most important bar spell that you can put on um, when you fight a particular group of mobs is water for the lump. Um, and that will stop people from getting unequipped by Torrent because um, that will cause people to die. Otherwise, like it's pretty safe to just kind of give them uh, like, like if you, if, if it's between you dying and not providing a bar spell or whatever, like I would give them bar, uh, bar blizzard just to help prevent like random paralyzes and stuff. Cause there's a lot of mobs in there that will do paralyze. Like the black tigers will, um, ice the, spikes uh, from the beastmen, plants, the, the ice spikes from the beastmen and the, uh, the mage ghouls. Like there's a lot of paralyze in there and paralyze is what's going to eat like JAs and stuff. So, generally that's going to be like the worst one yeah but I mean, if you see lamia run into that group and immediately bar water everything because uh, otherwise people will get one shot and it will usually be your tank. i've had the magic evasion on rune without even using runes to evade it consecutively or consistently consecutively yeah it doesn't well, take much yeah but you some, just have to have something one unlucky one would still break it so but i do have the uh carbuncle belt that i can't remember the engraved belt that has the water resistance, so I should be technically capping magic evasion by having a little bit of water resistance. You're you're right to identify that you know if you're getting killed by running into the group, then maybe you should change something about it. But there are still some things that you just really want to look out for. Though it hasn't been anyone dying. Like the few times people have died, one guy got equal eye shot. There wasn't much. What is that noise? <laughs> what the yep. fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that your kid? No. Are you uh, opening Christmas presents? No, my wife got some new rugs and she's uh, very excitedly opening them. Your wife's <laughs> opening rugs. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, we had an eagle eye shot. That oh, shot hold, hold, hold. let's not let's not go past okay. this rug okay. thing for a second. You see, Spicy yeah. just doesn't want to talk about eagle eye shot because it kills him usually. No, 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 it kills the yeah. yeah you see, yeah, more than one rug. Yeah, more than one rug. Carrot says. Oh. Uh, so, she was given permission to replace every rug in the house. So permission. Well, I mean, it was it was quite the investment here, sir. Investment. So, did you raise the value of your property by replacing Absol all rugs? We have three dogs, a cat, and yeah, no, those rugs are not going to make it. You know, probably two years. So, no, that was not a good investment. Have you considered changing some runes over to a hardwood-looking vinyl? That's you know a solid option. Look into the cost of replacing hardwood. <laughs> Honestly, the biggest no, no, issue it's, is... it's not it's hardwood. It's a hardwood looking vinyl. Uh, I have it in my uh, my room here, and it looks just like hardwood, but it's very very durable and doesn't like get messy. And it's like it'll probably live longer than me because it's vinyl. We have that in some of the house. The issue, honestly, is our lab will can't walk on our floor. She just falls. Like, oh, so, okay. yeah, I've I don't seen know. that. I don't know what the issue is. We keep her nails trimmed. There's no answer that we've figured out besides like putting booties on her. So we kind of just put booties? rugs out, put rugs out sporadically. You got Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, usually it's the nails that cause that problem. Like I, my, I have a Bernadoodle. It was one of my dogs and uh, he'll actually, yeah, he'll actually run. And if he stops like in the kitchen or something, he'll just keep going. Yeah. Is that a Saint? Is that a, what is that? A St. Bernard and a 
poodle? Uh, it's it's a Bernese and poodle. Oh, okay. All right. I have a golden doodle and a and a Bernadoodle. My lab is is poodle and black lab mix. She has a curly mohawk. Nice. I I have a white cat. There you go. There is no NFT for it. <laughs> so yes, I was just perplexed. You have all these. Where where'd you get these from? Like like Empire? Oh, you know Amazon? Uh, no, you got we, rugs we, off Amazon. Yeah, we 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 really like donating all of our money to Mr. Bezos. He uh, I really feel like he needs more. Just carpets. Do you have just carpets what there? The I don't. We don't have just carpets here. You know, okay, we got just carpets here and Empire. Lost on every we have Empire. Eight hundred fucking. I like those commercials that I haven't changed since I used to have cable. I haven't had cable in many years. Yeah, Maybe Empire. The Empire commercials happen a lot on like baseball okay, so games and stuff like. Yeah, we you, can talk you about go, You go back to your running in with bar spots because I was just the, the rugs yeah. perplexed me. How you suddenly have rugs everywhere? Like, like what kind of rug pole is this? <laughs> but no, I mean, I personally have not. There's only the only few times where I've been worried about falling behind, damage that kind of stuff is truthfully when there's a lot of status stuff to also get off, or, you yeah. know. I mean that's that's the only time. That's if I'm up. just if I'm just healing, I mean honestly, it's pretty easy content. It's hard to let someone die in that situation. So that's actually where it gets kind of weird with like the people you're less familiar with, as opposed to the people you're used to running with all the time. Because like I can trust people to not die, asterisks, um, <laughs> just by like throwing out the status cures first, because I know they'll be able to defend themselves, unless they're someone in particular. But. uh like, but with like a pug, I would almost always cure first, and then that's what I've been doing things. is yeah. is is getting rid of. I mean, it's it's hard to know the balance, especially because I'm still kind of learning. Like you know, when the trolls show up or the lamias show up, like that's not something I'm used to at all. You've yet. done three runs, so I know, I, yeah. So it's the stuff like that. Like I, I'll get the bearing for it. I mean, the game's really like the the runs have really slowed down for me. That first one, I was just kind of like looking around, just like staring at the bars, trying to make sure I'm well, doing it all right. I was getting beat up a lot more. You were. Honestly, that's a lot of it, too, because I didn't have to heal you as much. You honestly, I could throw a region, a session region on basically everyone once the sleeps go out and then ignore you guys for like two pulls. So and then... that I think that's the difference between a white mage getting overwhelmed and a white mage being, you know, capable of handling everything. Because remember last podcast, if you know, I know this part was in there, I believe the the JA zero flea hacking RMT of a I don't know if they're RMT. Um Galka rune fencer with Epio that did not use cocoon that we had who was getting killed on floor one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy <laughs> wearing full yeah. Nayami and no cocoon and dying on floor one because he also did not eat food. Um and we're in bold and protect. Yeah, that that if you're a white mage in that situation, would you be able to keep up with that or would you just be helpless to status effects because you're constantly carrying the gimp tank and the Epio that thinks they're cool? No, I mean that's honestly a big difference. Not having to, you know, drop cures on you allows me to because most of the time, it's not always the case, but a lot of the times, if people are taking damage, it's multiple t- people taking damage from the DD. So I can just drop a you know a Kyurga instead of having to cy- cycle through. And then that just it's less cast, and then that's more time I can be getting statuses off. You know, keeping haste up. But you know, I, my work been working on my duration set. Like that's the other thing. Like my sets are still kind of they're not sketchy, but they're you know my my normal sets are good. Um, but then when you get to like enhancement duration, that mm-hmm. kind of I just I have a lot of stuff that I have to tackle because it didn't exist. I think I you're going to find it to be a lot more reasonable once you can get your enhancing duration up around 10 minutes, uh, because then if you only have to reply, reapply it like twice per run, you know, unless you need something specific. Is that um, for which which are you talking about? Like what for, for white minutes? mage for like bar for spells, spells, and spells? Yeah, yeah. 
like haste getting I hit my haste. I don't know. I have, you know, all the tail chain stuff. And then, um, it's just, there's a lot, there's a few niche pieces that I still need to get a lot of its omen. I mean, that's we make him work because we use one haste song and demand. He hastes everyone in the run, which really sucks. And you run the spiders. Wait, so wait, you're using haste one. Yeah. Yeah. And And the one March one hour, um, haste one and one hour. Uh, yeah, that, that's fine until Soul Voice goes away. Yeah. And then when Soul Voice is gone, what happens? Then we have to go back to JA and two of them. Probably okay. no. Okay, so so that's not so bad to like have to only do it during the, the one hour. So I guess just paying attention to your bard and just making sure that if they're doing Soul Voice, then that's what you're providing. Yeah. The haste hasn't been too bad because I can usually catch that at the beginning of a pool when that's everything's on spicy. Because honestly, spicy is not taking damage, so it's pretty it's pretty easy to keep up with that. Like truthfully, the only hard part and it's not even hard, but the the only like questionable part is whenever status effects start going out, trolls show up, Lamia show up, that kind of thing. <laughs> I think the biggest problem in Shoal C for pugs is definitely the tank, not the healing, not anything yes. else. It's definitely tanking because that will immediately suck all the air out of the run if they're getting beat the fuck up and. They just need to have the white mage focusing on them because the DDs will eventually die because they're taking all their focus. I mean, yeah. even in my group, there's a massive difference between two tanks, you know, and like the the tank is actually really critical. In no any, names. Any well, yeah, but I mean, the the tank is critical in any run is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but I think a lot of people when they think about tanking, they think about oh, I have Burt Gang or I have Epiultry or <laughs> I have you know these things, and and they go, I I have all the stuff for tanking. I have like good enmity like but then they there's a dramatic difference between someone like that and someone who knows what they're doing and has proper sets and proper swaps and everything and just uses food and uses buffs and knows how to use embolden or just things like that because (laughs) (laughs) right so in the first run on ruin after not playing for months i ran in and did not have sir on and died uh, oh. uh, you you have to mention it's also what twenty four hours after on the podcast you mentioned you should make sure you have SIR on your rune or yeah, you're gonna blow go. up. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was on. I pressed the buttons and it did not. It did not go on because apparently I did not press the buttons hard enough. And I'd want to make a thing that says certain modes are on or off on screen. Just a random text: this mode on, this mode. You know, true or false on my screen. I just wish I had that so I know it's on because. I don't know it's on unless I toggle it again. And I, you know, at first I thought it was on, but I would have known it was off if I could just see, you know, SIR colon on or off somewhere on my screen somewhere would have, would have helped dramatically, but that was my fault. And yes, it's sad and ironic learning experience. But so what I can say from like how my group does things now, and it's probably going to change soon is that um, regen is also incredibly important for the tank specifically. Um, My group does it without regen. Uh, which means like the the tank actually looks like it's taking damage because it is like the tank is actually taking damage uh, during the run. Um, it's just usually regen takes care of it, so it gets a little it gets less scary. So if like you don't have a tank with like the presence of mind to heal themselves, like if they're a paladin or to you know do rune fencer things <laughs> if they're a rune fencer. Uh, but basically, I'm going to talk from the paladin's perspective then because it's going to make more sense with what I'm saying. Like if the paladin doesn't stop know to use their SIR, cure themselves, and know that it's okay to do that because you you don't have something that's actively mitigating that damage you're taking. Because no matter how good your phalanx set is, you're going to take damage. Cure in SIR. Yeah, cure in SIR. I mean, even with... Because I have, like, the best phalanx set that you can have, and, like, I will still take damage. Like, it's it's just how it is. But um, regen is a massive component in there. So, like, if you can keep your tanks regened, 
that helps them do their job for you. Like otherwise, if they don't, then they have to be they have to be very mindful about stopping casting on themselves and battling their way through the pull, the, the cloud that's around them. Like if they're pulling, you know, that's sort of that was one it, spicy got his deep. He worked on his defense thing. But then also that night in between the runs, I was able to get a lot of my regen pieces that I realized not that I just that I could they were easy upgrades for me. And that's kind of it's nice there because I'm still missing a lot. Like there's I mean, a lot of the uh, relic and AF stuff that I'm missing is yeah, relic body really strong. And I just it's just going to take me, you know, time running to content and everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll eventually get access to your relic body, though, and that's a, that's a major piece for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's one of the ones that I'm really looking for. But it's just, you know, I mean, that's what I get for, you know, not playing retail for six years. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd much rather have a rune fencer within a tier in proper sets than a rune fencer with an epi tree who doesn't know what they're doing or have proper sets. I agree. I bet I could put on a tier one of these runs uh, table, and it would probably be more annoying, but I bet I could definitely do better than, than some of the tanks we get in Pugs. The reason I know that that would work is because I didn't always have a Burt Gang, and I did Odyssey pre-Burt Gang, and I used Hecpata Sword. So yeah. On Paladin. Um, on Paladin, yeah. So, you still have more defense, though. Oh, I know. Rencenter should be able to do the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, if you're you're obviously already defense-minded, so like you already have worked out sets for higher defense and stuff, so you, like, you know where that focus needs to be. There's a gear. limited amount of gear for it, actually, so... Yeah, it's mostly Naomi, but, but you're also getting like the right songs and stuff. Like in my group, we always have a defense song. Uh, we actually uh, one of the people couldn't make it last night, so we had to have a, a, a new bard fill in um, that we pulled. It was it was some it was a streamer, and um, she provided uh, she she uh, she asked like what songs to provide. And I t- I told her to sing a Knightsman as one of the songs, and she was like a Knightsman. Yeah, that's see. I was like, yeah. When absolutely. I say <laughs> when I say locking down tank and bards, but the most important is because. In pickup group runs, even when I directly ask for it multiple times, and I've complained about this in several episodes in the past, when Odyssey was newer, I could not get a bard who either one knows how to use pianissimo, or two, oh yeah, dude, or two puts it on me. They just ignore it. It just put it on me. Every paladin doesn't matter. They should have a knight's min in Odyssey. It's so hard to find a bard. I don't do understand that about bards. It's like th- everyone's so caught up in their long songs and shit that that they can't realize that can't play okay the job. Yeah, you need a shorter duration song sometimes because you have to replace something or you have to put something back on. Just sing the damn song. Who cares if you have to sing it, you know, five minutes later? It's okay. I think it's shorthand. I don't there's an add on out there that if you type like if you target someone like, you know, it wouldn't a normal spell with a uh, bard song. It autocasts pianissimo. Yeah, it's actually built into Lewis now. Yeah, I just that's weird to me that people don't do that. I mean, Carrot always has a ballad on me and it's it's. Mm -hmm. Carrot's like the best bard I've ever played with because not only does she do very well on... Don't you huff over there. You bastard. Yeah, she's huffing at me. I am an excellent bard, thank you. Well, I don't play with your bard too much. That's but true. she goes full out DD in just a capacity that makes sense and will... You know, a big thing too in Odyssey groups the bards don't do, uh, for pugs especially, is when the tank... Like, I need to run and collect everything. So what she does first is AoE sleeps the edge of a edge of a group like there'll be three four mobs there maybe two three maybe five maybe and she'll just aoe sleep them while i'm running around gathering them and the dds are just going to do whatever the dds do they have no they have like the patience of a goldfish they are always on no matter what they'll be chasing me with the mobs on me if they they don't need to wait for you to pull like there's always something to do and they should be trying to individually pull those yeah yeah that's why yeah the bard runs out sleeps them before i can even gather all of them and then the dds have pretty much finished them by the time i'm gathering them and then i aoe claim and then 
the bar doesn't have to do anything at that point almost. They just go to town. I mean, sleeping is nice is what she does, but they go go to town at that point. Most bards don't get the group because that gives you a lot more segments than trying to focus on a stronger DD or this or that. Uh, just yeah, having keep things, everybody active. Yeah, yeah, the speed and the pace and the cooperation results in more segments than focusing on, well, can I get a stronger warrior than this? You know, unless it's drastic, then it's, you know, it's it's other things are more important. Yeah, for sure. Speaking um, of, it's actually the same argument as to why we wear haste gear over things that like improve our attack, because like more frequency will almost always give you better gains. So like the argument for why we actually use haste in this game applies to why people should be attacking things while while pulls are available and stuff. If you want to draw that correlation, it's actually a truth. Speaking of, we have an email here. <laughs> After we've stolen the emails thunder in like several yeah. parts of the segment. And worst threat of the week also goes to the dev threat on auctionhouse.com. Let's go, Nathan. That's all we'll do on that one. But we have an email here from a certain viewer who did not know they would even be here tonight. They got asked about five minutes before we went on if they wanted to join us. They're like, I, I guess. And we have an email here. So, Table, would you like to read this email from the viewer here? Oh, sure. Okay. Listener, viewer, whatever. Yeah. Hey, Spicy. Well, boss. who's it from? You got to read oh, these Oh, well, things. this is from uh, Table. So... Right, what did Table say to us, Table? That's awesome. Well, he said, hey, Spicy and Fox and Table. I play this game called Final Fantasy XI. Hopefully you've heard of it before. In this game, I like to play a white mage. I was told I could stand right in the middle of all the melees, and my sick magic evasion idol set would allow me to never be hit with another status effect again. But, to my chagrin, this tactic backfired me on, on me last night. While trying to bring members back from the horrors of yellow HP, I was petrified. Sitting there, stuck in the conundrum of wanting to move my character but not being able to, was truly frightening. But it got worse. I quickly realized that this was a full 70 seconds of petrification. My eyes scanned over to our time remaining in Odyssey. It was only 80 seconds. I quickly opened a calculator and did the math. I only had 10 seconds to get my character from its state of solid stone to the end crystal and click it to accept my reward. But to my dismay, the core and his infinite wisdom wanted to ensure that the group reached its maximum efficiency, pulled one more mob, all but dooming my fate. No gill for me. I am now broke, destitute, and starving. I cannot even afford a single miso ramen. Such is the fate of the white mage who stood too close. I had a couple yeah. questions as well. Has there ever been a confirmed non-accessory dropped off the Shinrayu high-tier battlefield? I believe it is an illusion created by uh, Square Enix employees to keep us forever hopeful, yet never satisfied. Uh, yes, it is an illusion. And the last part here, I believe Fox can read this last little part here. Oh, of sure. the email. Uh, also, f- uh, <laughs> Also, Fox, do you have any tips for a first-time white mage in Dynamics D? Uh, I have yet to do the content and have my first run basically right now while you read this. Hey, Fox, smooth <laughs> oh, smooth jazz this good. one. Give a smooth jazz voice. Smooth jazz. So any input would be great and would be vital to my success in the run that will happen hours before I hear your response. <laughs> As always, you guys provide great content and a nice community to talk about the game. Join the Discord with Daddy's love. Table. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You did that right, Table. And Fox lets you. That was good. I did not oh, know. Oh yeah. man, that was. That was yeah. You know, I, I like when listeners send us these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last part makes a lot less sense with me sitting right here. So it really and, does. And I do say that table fellow down from Louisiana. He's so well spoken. 
I mean, you bring up a good point, though. Like, I did say on a previous podcast that I just stand in there. So, like, people wanting to, like, learn about White Mage go, oh, I guess I could do that, too. I feel there's been several contradictions from our experience and how we describe and how it works for us compared to how other people try to have the same experience at times. I always try to keep it grounded in that regard, but... <laughs> you do, I've talked about misery and standing in there before, and it was his misery to get petrified. Well, to be I fair, mean, I, I play I play white mage like a crazy person. So, like, I was more about like telling people like how to play the job, not where to stand. Fox gets I'm, in there, runs up with his bar spell, and goes all aboard. <laughs> I like to see like the average amount of incoming damage people are receiving. Honestly, that's why I stand in the group. It's not just laziness. I thought you had an SU five, and you were just using misery. Fuck no, I don't have an SU five on white mage. I'd be yeah, rush. Although I do want to get the SU5 for um, A-Rise Recast. Oh, that's an expensive niche piece, though. Yeah, I don't have one yet. I want to get it. doesn't mean I have it. So, Fox, here's a question unrelated to all that before we go back to that. I'll just save it. Let's cover this email first. There's an SU5 thing, but... Yes. So, I mean, that that story specifically, though, that that we've talked about is, is why you can't, like, just apply someone's point of view on this and just verbatim, just copy exactly what they do because there's going to be factors in there that, that won't allow you to be the same white mage, right? It's, it's not even just gear. It could just be these situations that occur. And it could also just be like the bias of like what I witness. Like I, I may think that I'm always standing in the middle of things, but just from playing white mage, like as long as I have, I might not actually be standing in the middle of things when it's absolutely stupid to do so. But like all I can remember is me standing in things because I generally don't give a shit. So yeah, it, I mean it's gonna vary from person to person. So like just don't just like read something. Well, hopefully you're reading, but don't just like read something or like hopefully hear someone talk reading. about something. Yeah, fucking. I hope you're you reading Braille. <laughs> I hope so. You're fingering the the instructions. But I I just I just hope that the the people aren't just like copying to that degree. And that they're actually putting some thought into like how their play styles work. Well, Fox, I believe these are testimonies and guides, not IKEA instructions. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, he definitely brings up a, a good point. Like, I here I am telling people, yeah, I just like walk into there. I'm a white mage. I have shit tons of magic evasion, but it's it's contextless, right? Like, you you don't know what my set looks like. And spoilers, it's fucking ridiculous. So you don't know why I can just like stand there and just not care. And I mean, I'm not saying that I never get enfeebled either. Like you always run that risk if you're going to play like an idiot. And sometimes I play white mage like an idiot. That's <laughs> all there is to it. I was genuinely surprised to get hit for that long of a petrification. Like, oh, yeah, was, dude. Yeah. Um, the the dragon, like it'll hit you with like absolute terror sometimes. And like you'll, you'll be uh, you'll, you'll be terrorized for like 45 seconds plus. It's so terrible. We're also glossing over the attachment image of the email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Oh, boy. So the best I can describe this is... Grandpa table, was it? Anyone ever have a lazy Susan? Like a a Sunday brunch kind of thing? Or is that too Jersey? It sounds awfully Jersey, man. Sunday brunch kind of family kind of thing. You go out to some lazy Susans are like the thing that you can spin around. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's lazy. Yeah, yeah. Isn't like built into your cabinets? You spend no, no, no. Well, I mean, sometimes they're both in the corner cabinets or something. But you get a lazy Susan, you put on the table, you put all the food on it, you spin it around so everyone's in the table can just take the food without having to pass around like a bunch of mongrels. I don't really get that when I look at this image. But yeah, so it's like the top of a lazy Susan with Uh. a. 50s man wearing khakis cut off at the knees as in the leg below the knees not the khakis or shorts and 
the man wearing khakis and white. How do we call these? These are, these these look to me golf like shoes. like a They're pair right. of shoes a wise guy be wearing. Are they really yeah. golf shoes? Okay, I would I would hope so. They, they look like white. Yeah, what are those? They look like you know, like alligator shoes, but not they're not pointy. What are those? Golf shoes? They're, are they, I don't know what golf shoes. I don't go golfing. So we have that. We have the khaki legged into a white shiny golf shoe. I guess you could call them like fancy bowling shoes, even the way they look. That wide tongue, like it could be Velcro, but it's not. And those are two legs of the table. So a lazy Susan top on top of khakis into white shoes, golf shoes. And the third leg is a golf club with a golf ball. It is a pair of legs with a putter and a golf ball holding the top of a table. It is about end table sized. And that was what table sent us in this email. I will have to put it in the YouTube video. It is yeah. it is a special thing. It is it's also a wood paneled room it is in. It looks like a fifties American style middle class suburban basement. Yeah, I just I really wanted to share, you know, my love for tables with you guys. Oh thanks, man. Yeah. It is an hour and a half in, so I do not need to write the timestamp down, carrot. <laughs> I'm writing the timestamp down. Yeah. No, I've just been called table for eleven years on the internet, so I just How I'm, did that happen? So it's, uh, in fact, introduce yeah. yourself. We were supposed to do that like at the start of the show. It's only been an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, and then we just started Go. talking. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like Rick Rua yeah. on Beast and me on Blue fighting and guy. Yeah, so I'm Table. Uh, originally from Finra. Uh, started there years ago. My name on Finra was Gummy. I like the candy. So that, um, you know, I'm glad I got to change my name, actually. So it was just Gummy, no Gummy Shark? or No, it was just Gummy. Gummy's cute, and then you got older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, I was playing uh, in college. I where I went to school, they blocked the ports, so I could not play Final Fantasy XI. They gave us some workarounds, but because of Play Online and how you have to launch um, XI, I could not play. So I basically missed all of uh, Odurgan and everything um, that entire like four year stretch. Um, so I was playing WoW, but um, I ended up playing with. It's actually Final Fantasy XI related because I played with Blue Garter. They had their WoW chapter. Um, so I played with them, and my name in the game was Tabe Masho, which is Japanese for Let's Eat. Um, and our raid leader could not say the name, so he would just yell Table Smasher instead. Um, Tabe Masho. Yeah. <laughs> table Smasher. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, I was like the off tank, so I, he'd have to do call outs, couldn't say my name, so he just went with Table Smasher. Eventually that got worked down to Table, and I've been... Why don't you just, just say, like, Table for you, or Table for two? <laughs> I would have said table for two. Table for two. But yeah. You ever go to a restaurant and leave your name and you leave spicy and then they yell out in the middle of the restaurant, spicy table. <laughs> I've done that. Carrot's groaning because she knows. Wow. But yes, continue your origin story. I, I ruin everything. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, honestly, that's where it stops. Um, and you play with the infamous Rife. That was always good to find out. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, played in... Uh, Played with Troublemakers back in Delvera. Played for like a couple of years, year or two. Do you have any good Rife stories? Like the time he kicks on the link shell for them saying, you know, if I mess up, it's $80,000 machine. If you mess up, what are you going to do? Make another pizza? Is there, is there any stories <laughs> Is there any stories <laughs> like that one? Not really. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of we kind of broke up over, you know, a little e-girl drama. He may or may not have been involved, but. Uh, That's insane in the membrane. Yeah. No, he was actually not on Rife. He was on, uh, you know, a different character. Oh, that, oh, that was uh, with Erica then. Okay. 
this character does not exist anymore. Um, Square Enix decided that this character needed to uh, be banned, no longer be able to play. Final and Fantasy and then their next one needed to be banned. <laughs> they made it another name. It's kind of like written, except they don't add another I. And they're not a white yeah. supremacist. That's good. But yeah, um, you know, I played a lot of the, uh, you know, the redacted servers that uh, don't get spoken of um, for the last six or seven years. Um, but that long. No. Yeah. Uh, off and on, you know, it's there's I've, there's never been a year that I haven't played 11 in some capacity, but um, okay. definitely been a, been, been a while. So what do you think, Fox? Do you, do you want to hear how he got from his being on a private server for six, seven years to realizing that he wanted to go play retail again and how he got there and why he got there? Because I'm curious. But if you're. Yeah. Well, I guess I should set the groundwork first. I don't. I don't, I'm not the ones who are trying to, I don't play like the old school 75. Let's go back to when we hated our lives and look for parties and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of that's the end game for our lives. <laughs> the yeah, end game, the end game was fun, but like getting there, I don't think I could do that in this day and age. Um, especially not as an adult. It was a little different when I was, you know, 15, 16. Um, so what I played was, you know, more custom servers, um, people that really kind of took a liberty to, mold the game and how they envisioned it to be i played a lot of my own server that i was just playing for myself where you can you know dive into the code um see exactly what's happening you know tweak ftp numbers on weapon skills or you know you name it you can do anything is that um, why your wife needs new rugs because you're always busy playing with yourself I mean, that could be it so you can walk through your house it's real crusty <laughs> wow <laughs> but yeah um you know eventually i just realized you know i like at the time, whenever I quit 11 retail, it was kind of time intensive for what I wanted to do, what I wanted out of the game. Like you really, there wasn't solo. They, people didn't multi-box as much back then. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, so what I needed, what I wanted, like, you know, work had changed, um, about to have a kid, that kind of stuff. It just, it didn't work for me. Um, wanted a little bit more, but solo, slow man kind of, and private servers, that's, you know, what they're there for usually. Um, but honestly, listening to you guys, um, just learning more about where retail's at, there is a lot of different levels of stuff now. I mean, we can go in and do, you know, decently difficult high tier battlefields, which is four of us, which is three of us. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff I can tackle solo now, which that just, it really didn't exist back when I was playing, like trusts just started and they were not good. Um, <laughs> and you couldn't even use them in majority of the areas. It was basically leveling only. Yeah, um, you're right. Because you couldn't like go do tens in them with trust; they just would have forward accuracy. I mean, you could they yeah. they could do support roles, but you needed more because the gear creep was far and away different. When I soloed tens in as like my first YouTube video, it was far and away different to do that then, and actually rather difficult compared to nowadays, where you can go in there and fucking sneeze on them, and it's just like as long as it doesn't blow you up. Yeah, everyone's skills. doing it. Yeah, like a bard goes. Yeah, anyone can do it now. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's been nice. I feel like really what I was after, what I was seeking through the private servers has kind of, is what I'm feeling now on, on uh, retail. And it's definitely, you know, it's definitely more organized, more, it's more, way more implemented. It's less broken. A, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing. There's like one, two servers maybe that like, they do a really good job of keeping things working. Um, but for the most part, they're, they're pretty busted and workarounds and people who don't know how to code. Uh, are the ones running it but they you know they do what they can and put out a product but i think the private server outside of like the top two or three servers it's a lot smaller than people think um 
I would say you probably only have a community of about 60 to 70 players um, playing on the non like massive servers, which there's two or the two or three of those. I'm surprised there's that many people on the non top three, like 60 people is a lot of people to be on a dead server. And see, they talk about other servers like Carbuncle being dead as dreams. There's fucking more than 60 yeah, people on that. Ones? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Tumbleweeds throw through the Viathan. There's fucking more than 60 people on the Viathan. So. Yeah. No, and I'm talking 60, 70 real people like throughout all of the servers. So there's like 20 on, 10 on. Yeah. Oh, find another person you have to like, like look on search all for days. Yeah. No, I mean, I've played on servers where you don't play with other people, where people just aren't there. There's like five people, or, you know, the bigger servers have probably 30 real people and a lot of multi boxing. There's there's multi boxing on almost every server. Um, You know, Cure cure Please is, you know, completely allowed just because no one's going to play White Page. Um, It's a different, it's a different game. But honestly, like the last year or two, what I've been doing is just my own server just playing by myself, just tweaking it. Solo alone. Um, yeah, honestly, there's a lot of fun things you can do with progression. Um, you know, Atmas in uh, the Abyssia area are pro- probably one of my favorite parts of the game, which is Even in very... Retail? Well, no, in retail, like, it's like, let's but... say Let's say Abyssia era is in full swing right now. Void Watch is like out or on the cusp of coming out. Let's say that that's the back in the world we're at right now in retail. Would that be your favorite still or... Uh, out of everything I've played, my favorite time was definitely Abyssia. I don't know. I'm not going to say that specifically because I have. Well, that, that makes sense because that gave you what you wanted. That was the first yep. time that what you wanted came to reality in 11. One of my favorite parts of, of that was just the end end of Abyssia area where, you know, me on a monk and a friend on a white mage and we can go just tackle anything and everything. And it was just fun. I don't know. I liked tackling it like that. And a lot of that was the Atmos. But specifically, my comment on the Atmos was related to the server that I played on and then tried to implement myself where it was essentially a 75 cap server that had Atmos everywhere. And it introduced a very interesting um, progression because you could do some crazy things. It was hard too. Um, even though the Atmos you think it makes you would make you overpowered, but like you could do stuff like try and kill Tiamat with, you know, three people just based on the Atmos or kill Fafner with by yourself based on the Atmos. Um, just a very different way to experience the game and you know it was there for when for when i wanted it but it's not it's kind of it's kind of empty too in the interesting end. because it's, it's like the fine line between like broken and possible like right. it made it possible to do that but it was still a challenge so i actually like that as an idea i think we yeah. shredle that today that line <laughs> between broken well, and possible. I, had to, I had to specify that line afterwards because i think we shredle that today you know shredle daddy's love but yeah, uh, you know, largely I'm I'm definitely happy to be back on retail. Um, having a lot of fun. Um, just I'm taking it slower. I, you know, I only have two three hours to play every night. Uh, it's not like the old days where I could you know come home from school and play for ten hours and go to bed at three o'clock and wake up and do it all over again. Yeah. Um, so I definitely have to kind of try and prioritize what I want to do and what I want to get done. But um, it's definitely there. It's definitely possible. It's fun. Nice. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're at least you know still enjoying the game it seems like a lot of times people just still play this game out of obligation sometimes like it doesn't seem like anyone's like actually having fun so like you're getting back on here because there's something you want to do and like that drive is really what makes the game interesting so it's awesome that at least somebody's experiencing that right yeah i mean i've been having a lot of fun not doing six million plus 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 dps on blue mage (laughs) yeah for real but still doing night i don't want to beat the monk in the parse when i'm sitting there on blue mage doing black halo for 30 to 40 50k you know i don't want to win the parse i want to be able to do damage stand up there and fight like a real boy and uh you know 
and just support the group and do other stuff. Cures, White Winds, like Mighty Guard, the, the monks that don't die. Like I like that, you know. But I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about my Odyssey runs and stuff because, like, I, I've mentioned it a few times on here, and like we pioneer stuff and all that. But I, I don't think what really gets talked about ever because everyone always talks about like they're them doing like six million DPS or like plus, they're, plus. they're just awesome all the time. Yeah, plus 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 plus. Four like, pluses. People don't realize that like groups can get into slumps as well. And like my group has definitely hit a slump where like we're getting like some of our worst segments ever. Like we got like fifteen hundred the other day. What? And that was yeah, fifteen hundred extra. I mean, when oh, we oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, we didn't just like wipe wipe on the first poll. I, that's that's why I was gonna say okay, what Felgar like, do? <laughs> no, it's it's not always all that, you know, but um some of the things I realize is that we can come up with like a cool strategy like having the bard be the healer when when combined with the paladin, you would think it's synergistic and nice, opens up another DD slot and everything. But sometimes it just puts pressure on the DDs to play the job effectively and like everyone has their own life throughout the day and maybe they get on and maybe they don't, you know, DD the way that they would on like a day where they're like fresh and ready to go and it really affects things. So like sometimes your group can get into slumps and sometimes you just have to revisit some things. So honestly, I've, I've just with the, with, with the way that we've handled our odyssey over the last like three farm runs for segments, I just have to go back to using a scholar again because um, it, we're just, if, if, if the performance isn't there, even though the are you just using, what's your setup then? Are you just this, using Bard? Uh, yeah. So right now our setup is uh Paladin sub blue mage, Bard sub white mage, um, are you the Corsair, uh, I am not. I, I was the paladin recently, but there's other things I want to talk about with that. That with that being a problem, but um, basically it was paladin, paladin, uh, sub blue, uh, bards of white mage. We had corsair, blue mage, and then two dds, two two you know stronger dds, and that was actually really nice. Like 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 we still pull in like almost one point two million uh, gil per run. Like that's not the issue. Like we can actually care more about segments. And uh, we aren't getting the segments that we were getting before. And that's because it's actually been harder for us to pull like extra NMs and stuff. And um, if that's not what the group needs and we're obviously slumping like this, it's, it's okay to like take a step back. And even though we found like one way to be really cool and it works when it works, but if not all the players are up to the task of doing it, it's okay to take a step back and, and revisit old strategies that actually did work. And were a little more lenient because it's about having fun at the end of the day. And if, if nobody's having fun because like the strategy keeps failing over and over again. Um, Is that yeah. why Abject's been saying hi more? I don't know, maybe. But yeah, so, so the, the problem is within any group, like if you have enough people do the same thing every time, when you change things up, it becomes difficult for people to adapt sometimes. And the issue with me going tank is the person who goes tank now has to do something else. And then you have to figure out what they can do. And usually my go-to is to throw them on a DD but when their DD parses like 20% lower than everyone in the group, it, I get concerned. And then I'm like, well, now I got to put this dude back on tank because, you know, they, they can't deal damage to save their lives. Um, which means we now have to adapt for there being like a less efficient tank running the, the show. And yeah, because like, like your tank really sets the pace for everything that's going on. And I would prefer to be on tank when possible because I'm that's pretty what good I was streamlining out. Yeah, because I want to go blue. Yeah, because because like typically I'll do what we talk about in the Discord. Like I actually just go and pull while the DDs fight stuff, and like I'll bring things back and go out of the way. Like when I'm on Paladin, we pull the downstairs on on, on floor three because I run out there and I go fucking do that. I but skip like, it because of time. It takes a lot of time to do upstairs and downstairs. 
We'll actually get to, to floor three with almost 20 minutes remaining. What the fuck is my pugs doing wrong? Well, your pugs. Yeah, well, they're, they're doing... <laughs> you, you, all, you also have to think that I have one more full DD than you guys have. Yeah, because you're going... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's why. And when, you're, when, when your tank knows what they're doing, and, and I... There's no way I can tell this story without it making it sound like I'm just tooting my own horn. But when it's fine tank, because if you're capable, it's not a matter of being an ego. Right. Dude, you know, I know. But but still, like if your tank knows what they're doing, you don't need to be supported by anyone else. Like you can go work autonom- autonomously, in which case the Bards of White Mage can actually main heal those DDs and stuff. And that allows you to have more time to go pull stuff or, or to streamline the run so that everyone's always engaged. Like I was talking about before with the haste and you were talking about before uh, with the concept of treating pulls like haste. And you were talking before about how Carrot would like sleep stuff on the fringe and people would start attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that you want to do. And if you have a tank that, that takes the initiative to do that and is also like the group leader who points out, hey, you guys fucking fight that shit. Don't stand there and watch me pull. I'm going to go take care of this and I'll be right back. And if nobody has to watch me do that because I don't explode when things look at me, then that allows the group to be maximum efficient. And uh that changes depending on who's in that role. And the, the problem is, though, is that in order to put me on that role, someone has to fill the role that I used to be. And I usually use like DDs as a thing. It's like I've been going ninja a lot to the runs, but like any any DD can fill in for any DD. Like it doesn't matter if I can do like a cap damage blade chi on something. You just simply don't need that damage to kill mobs. Yeah, because I always parse padding. I always feel like I can most likely out DD the pug person we get, and I know that's more stable. But I have to keep getting off DD, even though I believe I do that role better because it's a role that's much easier to replace than tank, white mage, bard, anything. And you also have to consider like how much of that is real damage as opposed to parse padding too. Because like if people are like savage blading when there's five percent left and they're doing like forty k damage still, like that's just a bunch of fake numbers because you only did six k damage. So, I mean, uh, you just kind of have to evaluate that stuff. Like a lot of DDs actually perform almost exactly the same as other DDs. So usually the DD in my parties are, in, for my group, the DDs are all replaceable unless they underperform extremely poorly, in which case I have to then shift people around. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basically have to figure out how to rebalance the group. And, and then there's people who like want master points. And one thing I do with my group is I get people rotated through for master points on jobs. So, for example, like Norcris is an amazing warrior, right? He usually goes in and he just Hulk smashes everything. Um, but I have him go Ranger, and he actually does Savage Blade and True Flight um, and Last Stand. And uh, his Ranger does fine. Like, whoa, he does whoa, enough whoa, damage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, when I say that Lamia take half damage to Slashing and Aquans and Undead, your Corsair doesn't just spam Savage Blade only. Oh no, our Corsair I, I, is our Corsair is hiding. He knows what well, the fuck's up. Well, yeah, I mean, also he's on Ranger, but he's you mean your Ranger doesn't just spam Savage Blade? Well, actually, um, we do have our people uh, spam Savage Blade on Undead because the Paladin knows what the fuck he's doing. Well, they, they're not going to pierce not too great on Undead either. Well, it's, it's absolutely fine if your Paladin banished goods. Yes, yes, that's why I love taking Paladin to that, but we never have Paladin. When, when I'm on Paladin, that happens. When I'm not on Paladin, I have to remind people to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference with the tank thing. That's why I always shout for Paladin, but I never get one. Do you think Kira so, yeah, would mind if I banish go? Uh, as long as I have hate, no, I don't think she'd mind on, but that's only for undead. That's a good conversation to have though, because if you guys are on voice, you guys can work that out. Like you, you just have to say, Hey, spicy, do you have hate? And he'll say yes or no. And then if it's yes, you know, if I were to treat this like a flow chart, go banish, go your balls. Oh yeah. Hold on. Let's get, if we're doing (laughs) domain invasion, then do not use anything but (laughs) banish. (laughs) Anything but banish. If the fight lasts more than 29 seconds, then you're going to have to use banish, but. If the fight yeah. has a possibility of having a skill chain, then you're going to use Banish Gah. 
And also, um, my Lua's will, will generally have a timer for Banish. Um, I haven't done a White Mage one yet, but, but my other ones do. Um, you want to make sure that you're banishing depending on what tier you're using. Um, again, because sometimes you'll banish go to a group and then like, you know, a minute will pass, possibly, uh, maybe 30 seconds depending on the tier you use. And then um, sometimes the person just doesn't reapply it because they don't realize that it's not a permanent But I buff. guarantee you, like most white mages, especially since he's new, he does not have a banish set. It's a very niche no. thing. To, like, and is that based off magic accuracy? The How long it's going to last? Uh, no, no, it's static, actually. Oh, okay. You pretty yeah, much just need fanatics gloves, so... Yeah, it's like thirty seconds for 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 banish one, and it's uh, like forty five seconds for banish There's two. And I think it's a minute for, for banish Gustavs. Yeah, I just don't have the wiki pulled up. No, right I'm just now. telling the table. So, you can look at it later. Anyone listening, there's a Banishka page of BG that covers it. Actually, but, well. it's very but short. But White Mage, White Mage gets a lot of really high banish potency plus pieces, especially through JSE. So you're going to get those pretty quickly. And yeah, it's a good. It's absolutely imperative that, that you um, that you. I would pull undead game. if I knew you were going to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, I feel like we've just skipped it for the most part. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to do that, I pull undead because they're really quick yeah. with Banishka. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm going to skip an undead poll, it's going to be like the mage ones yes, mage, just because of just because of the ice spikes. Those are those are pretty awful to deal with. Or soul flares. I ran I finally had extra time and ran upstairs and there were soul flares and I had to run all the way back down disappointed. But yeah, I just and and then like I don't want to put my people on like who go bard like on bard all the time cuz like I have abject go bard a lot and I know that he still needs mastery points cuz he's sub jumble level going up. So it's good to have him on there, but I don't want to keep him on Bard after he's capped when I know that I can get I can make my group stronger by putting him on a different role and getting other things capped too. So like I this this double benefits me because I can make my party stronger by like me going Bard, for example, so that I can get him on Scholar and get his Scholar at Master Level 20 also without him having to go out and do like awful pugs for (laughs) XP and stuff. Like I actually take care of like, and that's another thing. Like if you have a static, like feel free to rotate through your group. Like the DDs aren't as important as people try to make it out to be. If that person's doing 6 million damage in a run or 7 million damage in a run, it's because the rest of your DDs are failing and maybe you should reassess your party. And how if you're doing a pug, just ask what weapons they're bringing. Yeah, basically. I mean, well, the problem then is, so you have to know what is optimal or at least better than, you know, just know what's particularly something they should have or missing so if you don't know that then you can't you can't screen that so that's just no there's no real way around that how like because you or i know that fox yeah i see 50 minutes Uh, but otherwise i mean how would we advise someone who wants to make a better pug group how to screen dds without knowing about like say you don't know shit about warrior how do you how do you ask okay are you a good warrior how do you figure that out educate yourself yeah, but I mean that's a lot of it's a lot of work to educate yourself on all these jobs. I don't know ideally. It doesn't even have to be all the jobs. Just educate yourself on Warrior, Dark Knight, Samurai, Dragoon. Yeah, like like you don't need to know quite all the ins and outs of how their TP set works, right? You don't need to care about whether or not the warrior is like building like 100% TP. Yeah, no, you don't ask uh, those questions or, or anything like that. Yeah, just it's just basic stuff. It's like, hey, I know that if this guy does nothing but Savage Blade because I familiarized myself with the content that he's going to get resisted on like Lamia, for example. So what's this warrior going to do in a situation where we fight Lamia? Are they going to bust out a club and one shot them? Like what? What's so? Happening? Yeah. So it's fair to ask in this case if you're a warrior, uh, dark knight, anything. Uh, are you bringing multiple weapon types? If that's yeah. answered yes, then you're at least a lot safer in the clear. Not in the clear completely, but like outside of that specific. Like if I know someone tells me, "Oh, I'm bringing like bravura," I'm gonna be like, "Nope, no, you're not." Amano Sam. Amano. If I'm gonna, yes, I had an Amano <laughs> Sam. 
I said, no, you're not bringing a mono. Why are you using a mono after six years? It was a previous podcast, I believe. But, you know, but it's how do we, there's no way, because you the can't. Emphasis, the emphasis on damage is, 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 too, is too whacked out. Like, yeah. people are doing it wrong. Because I'll tell you right now, my group, like, per DD, gets anywhere from 3 million to 4.5 million damage, but everyone will do it, and everyone's consistent, like, across the board. And that's enough to get like 1.2 million gil at the end. Yeah, that's a lot of gil. And that's very high. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, it's, it's basically a benchmark for how many things you've killed. And like, we can also get through families too. Like our our greatest segment payout, I think, was like 2050. Wow. Uh, hold on, Felgar yeah. keeps track of that. So whenever you get there, and he goes, "That's a new record." At the end of the run, <laughs> even though it's not a new record, because he <laughs> he said it's a new record at 1800 before, and I was like, oh. <laughs> "No, we got 1840." So I wasn't there for that. It's a new record. Thanks, Fel. It's good. He's excited. You know, a lot of this game is about being excited and, and the table perspective of, you know, finding what you like in this game. I just want to be able to, because I don't know everything about jobs I don't play. Like, I know the gist about Samurai Warrior Dark Knight, but I don't know the ins and outs of all these jobs capabilities unless it applies to a specific situation people talk about. Like, I can't expect people to know that, like, Chango is a good weapon for Warrior, even though anyone just wants to use Savage Blade because they just want to do maximum damage and no skill chains or when it's more appropriate. I can't expect everyone to know that. Or, like, watch me try and play Bard. <laughs> what? There's one time I tried to play Bard on my computer, and oh. it was, like, the worst thing. Well, why was I doing that? Were you, like, AFK and Ninja Bard? For... Yeah, she was like, I don't, I've never played Bard, so I can't pick up someone else's like, lure. Why, why would I get a third song? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be, just because someone like hears that that someone has been able to perform in such a way does not mean that that means the party itself was good. Yeah, it just means that one DD did that because everyone else failed spectacularly. Like I've come close to six million DPS on Ninja before, and that was that was mostly because people were hella dying, and that was a bad run. So yeah, it it just, it just depends. Like like people are people aren't looking at the right shit. Like they just need to make sure that everyone is balanced properly and working together. Yeah. So yeah, as far as like like groups going in, talking to people is the most important thing. Like communication is the most important thing in Odyssey. Before, after planning, all of that, just talk it out. If you can't talk it out, you're just dooming yourself to fail, or you're cheating your balls off. Where do you no um? Buff. Where do you buff? I buff at the ramp at the uh, start to the. We right. buff at the start, right at the start. Yeah, I run to the ramp first, then start buffing. That's a better way of doing it. Um, the reason that we don't do that um is is me not telling them why that's the reason. And I don't want people accidentally aggroing things at the ramp or anything. <laughs> and by people, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're doing an anti-Felgar. Yeah, dude, uh, every single one of my strategies ba is baked into every point of failure that could exist. That's and funny. I just don't tell them what's going on. I'm fine with them pulling as long as they're in range of buffs. Because I'll just flash it. <laughs> we'll get started when I start pulling, damn it. Which never works, they'll just run in. Uh, so, people are focusing on the wrong things. What do you think they should be focusing on then, Fox? Just making sure that you cover all your bases. How do they cover a, a, all the bases? Yeah, just make sure your DDs have multiple damage type. Make sure there's an expectation for what people should be doing during any kind of downtime. Like, find something to kill. But if you can't solo something yourself, why are you in the fucking run? Yeah. You know, but stuff you, like you, that. You pretty much, when you're pugging, though, you pretty much have no idea of knowing that until it, you get in the shit. You just find out afterwards. Yeah, so that's why you talk to people. Yeah, I mean, but... you you don't have to know everything about all the jobs. To I, what am I going to do when I, someone asks to join my run? Are you capable of soloing a mob? I'm going to ask them. It's a bit forward in a way that's not, in my mind, constructive. Asking which weapons they're bringing or 
asking if they have certain items that are essential, like, was this ring? Those are constructed, maybe, like, can you even solo a mob? Like, can you even count to five? You know, like, those don't seem... As show me your weapon, show me your DT set. You just have to That's add the word do. veteran. Add the word veteran. No, no, I absolutely. A veteran. <laughs> you don't have to screen every individual piece of their gear. Like, I don't need to see what your weapon skill set looks like. For a right? white mage, I know you ask for an enhancing set, which is brilliant. If I were to pick up a pug DD, I would say, show me what weapons you're going to bring. Equip them right now before we go in and waste everyone's time. And then I would say, show me what your DT set looks like. And if they aren't up to par, you fucking kick them and blacklist them. That's all. I've had to because they lied to you getting into that party. I don't want to play with that person. I've had to use like fuck off now to start adding people to the list of blacklist yeah. because the blacklist is not going to hold all these people. Yeah, if people aren't going to learn and if people are going to lie just to get into groups because they don't want to, they don't feel like fucking buying it and they want to be lazy, then just blacklist them. I'm 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 over that shit. And like, we're at a point in this game where we just want to have fun now, and I don't want to deal with a bunch of wackos like trying to like lie their way into groups and stuff. Like it's just not worth it. Like Master de Brazil. Um. Okay. <laughs> I like in fuck off though when you add names to it, uh, you can just separate them out and like a little note next to it like was not a good DD because in the future honestly maybe some of these people really dramatically improve and now you'll never play them again. But you know it depends on <laughs> depends on shut up carrot. It depends on uh you know the criteria of why they're blacklisted, which I I think blacklisting should only be for not wanting to play with people, not because unless they're spamming, not because they're like a stupid ass. But unless you just like never want to play with this person, not just because like someone offended you, because a lot of times people say things in groups and people get like, offended, like like oh nice job sucking, and be like oh, I'm blacklisting you. It's like it's not a tool for you to feel better, and people use it that way. It's a tool to like separate out people you want to have an experience with versus not. Offhand, your mom is our that guy was in front of Shimmer the other day, and I walked in and waved to him and said your mom. Offhand, your mom. Offhand, your mom. It's and such a like, basic yeah, thing. If you- if you, if you pug mages and stuff, it's it's a little bit different. Like, just have like your bard sing some songs at the start while everyone's gathering. Just get an idea. What if you just tried to fake it? Like uh, a bard came to your group and you said, "Okay, how much charisma do you have in your lullaby set? Let me see." You know, like <laughs> that shit. Just like a random, like like doesn't matter at all. Just be like, show me this, like just so they think you're serious. You can learn a lot just by seeing like what the duration on their songs are, like like non um, non nitro. You, you can learn a lot by seeing how they sing their songs. Because if they sing like, like four dummies or or, or whatever, yeah, there's like, and then they sing something else over the top of it, then then obviously, they're they're probably <laughs> they're probably just hitting a max. At yep. which point you can't rely on them to apply songs because it's not part of their startup set. Yeah, because they, 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 they should only they should only write two songs, and I see a lot of bars yeah. that overwrite four, and it's just if you have yeah, a there's problem, no reason to do that. If you have a problem, Zero. you don't have time and 30 minutes or less to waste to have someone sing the extra songs mid fight. And this happens. I've seen this in pugs a lot where we need the songs or someone dies and they'll do dummies on everyone. <laughs> Not yeah, only the fact that they're is, doing four dummies on everyone, they're like, people had good songs. There is no reason to make your set between dummies and full potency any different than the difference between Dardabla and Yallerhorn. Because your Yallerhorn songs will always overwrite your other songs. So and, I don't have to sing like like Scops operetta. No, and, and that the thing is, is that is that if you do it that way, you will at least have songs with some potency while you're reapplying them. No, you may not be at haste cap, but it's better than having at Scops operetta cap. I feel like a Bard Part Two episode will come up with Funkworks able to redeem himself in the future when Bards change a little so. more because Bard's been changing yeah. a little bit with Shoal and stuff, and uh, I think we need to have Part Two on that Bard. I have learned so much being more serious about Bard and how Bard works. I think Bard is one of the missing potentials. Yeah. 
and I mean, it doesn't mean that that you need to perpetuate your songs with a Durabla. Like, obviously, you still want the plus four from the Alderhorn, but it doesn't mean that that you shouldn't like try to put some sort of buff on people. Like, it's okay if you're pianissimoing a march back on in full potency, except Yallerhorn in order to make make an extra song slot, because then at least they get like eighteen percent haste, right? Instead of instead of you know whatever you're getting for uh, for victory, like you're getting slightly less. And then when you have time, you go back and you put the right song on them again. So I want to close this out since we have limited time left because you guys are both going to a Dynamis in like 10 minutes or less. Uh, instead of calling this WTF and Vonadeel you're keeping busy with, I want to call it WTF and Vonadeel is a table. And table has not got <laughs> nearly enough talk time. So table, no. I want you to close this episode out and talking about whatever you want to talk about in regards to the game and your experience and questions or anything else you have. And also, um, someone yelled something before. I said, anyone questions on Asura, of course. He had any questions for the podcast tonight. And Kambion of Asura wants to know where babies come from. So, Table, answer that question for Kambion of Asura real quick, and then tell us anything else about you and your gameplay or stuff you've learned that you might be useful to others. All right. Well, Kambion, um, are we PG-13? Uh, you could go R. You could say when, already, when, when uh, two rugs a lot. when two rugs love each other very much, they get a little static. Well, when there's a table and a chair, um, the <laughs> chair will insert itself underneath the table. Um, you know, there will be grinding of wood, sawdust. Um, you know, things happen, um, and then you know, usually about nine months later, um, you will have a tiny coffee table that um, pops out. But yeah, in the game, I don't know. I just I'm really enjoying kind of the uh, this just the semi-static nature that we've we've got going on. Uh, time to tackle, you know, some different missions. Really, I want to jump into Esca Esha stuff. Um, haven't done much of that at all. Um, don't know how much there of goes it, the static. Yeah, I don't know how much of it's just trivial at this point. It definitely feels like it after our Jinbu it, last night. Well, well, yeah. Depends. So we did Jembu last night. Carrot was on Geo. I was on Rune. There was a Red Mage, and Table was there on Table, uh, helping people not die um, who didn't need cares. And I just was spamming CDC, and she was just nuking Thunder 5 and 4, and it just kind of melted. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. But it depends, because like, if, you, if you don't get people who are like over-cured for it, be um, you for can still minutes. end up with... Yeah, you can still end up with like a challenge, but, you know... It, it it also is different. Like if you're just going out there and just like four manning it, it's different than like six manning it because there's a lot more room for things to go wrong. So I, I don't know. Like it, it's it's hard to say that like Esherwan content, you know, could pose a challenge to like most players nowadays. But I don't know. It doesn't mean you can't I died to Karen. He he was dread spikes as Koryu, and we wiped, and we didn't. Oh. I don't know. Those things happen. I mean. Karen yeah, killed our true. tank with deadly hold because tank bad. Yeah, that one's kind of bewildering. Was a rune fencer, okay. had no defense, got deadly holded and died. I don't know. Stuff happens. Yeah, shit does happen. It's true. Just imagine Notorious Monsters, your your other love, Link Shell, trying to fight some of this Esha stuff. It's been a challenge for them because... Actually, they were able to not summon or burn some of it. Like, they actually DD burned um, Karen and Warder. Did they just spam Savage Blade? I don't fucking know. I didn't go to it. I don't know. If they did, it's no problem. I'm just, I just say that because I feel like when I hear people could DD burn some of them, like, oh, honestly, what basic thing that they do over and over again, like a summoner burn, but just with I a different was just, weapon. I was just happy that they didn't need my help. 
Because like I offered to like have my group go out there and like stand on the thing's throat, but they didn't need it. Like they just kept at it. And and to that, I say, you know, more power to them. Like they stuck through, they found whatever strategy they were able to find to work. And sure, they originally started using summoners and then now they they didn't use summoners the most recent time. And, you know, they they didn't like rely on someone who could just come bail them out. And I actually think that that's awesome that they did that instead of taking the easy road. Did you pick White Mage Table as a first job to do because it was for endgame or because you wanted to or both? Or what was your, what are your jobs? What are your reasonings? No, I actually never went into that, but I, um, my first 75 was Beast. Um, Beast and Ranger were pretty much back to back, um, 75. And I went White Mage originally first just to level for Beast. Um, and then just after coming back in the Delta era, uh, era, it just, I don't know, I tried it out. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the play style. It's very active. You have to like, I don't know. There's a lot to do, um, and it just kind of it's very unique. You know, I've played healer in a lot of different MMOs, and Eleven's healing style is the most unique that I've seen, and it's very engaging. Um, that's just kind of what I took to it. I don't know, but I would, um, I don't know. I appreciate the the multi level how you. The status, like just the just the thought process of status effects flying out. Um, you know which ones, especially me the without engagement. a yeah. Yeah, which ones Triage. do I need to do? I need to assess instead of you know just get an offer. Like is divine seal up? You know those kinds of things. You don't really get that on too many jobs, especially a lot of DDs. You just just you know press the button. Um, it is but, the je ne sais quoi of being the white mage. What is going on? Fuck if I would know. So yeah, uh, that's kind of what drew me to White Mage. Um, you know, getting groups with it. It probably was the original reason that I like that I I, I stuck with it, uh, and then I kind of realized, hey, I really like this. Um, and then you know, going to other games, playing healers there, I just kind of missed the White Mage of eleven. Um, doesn't happen at all in private servers, so I was really, uh, you know, enjoying that aspect of coming back was uh, jumping back on my White Mage, and especially now, there's a lot of tools and stuff like Regen. There's a lot more region gear. There's a lot more kind of like secondary pieces to map out. There was no cure potency too. like there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, that's kind of all over the place, not just white mage, but all jobs kind of they they did a really good job over the last six, seven years of adding, you know, different sets and options. There's a lot more sets that you can make that just really didn't make much sense back then. Oh, I get distracted. I'm trying to. Carrot is holding, to holding the the good jarred sauce in front of us because she doesn't feel like making sauce. Would, would you like me to make a sauce? She's making some tortellini because you guys are going to do divergence and we're going to eat and probably do, she'll see, but table will be in divergence. So, oh, no. I don't know. Maybe we just save this tag and uh, go twice tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Could do that. That'll work. Go make it your tag before you go in there, then. Yep. And uh, yes, so let's round this out before you guys go in. Um, do we want to make a comment on this? No, nah, we don't want to comment on this. This r slash Final Fantasy XI Bard and Rima thread, which is the best thread of the week. I will, I will say that one was the best thread because I like it's been out for seven hours now, and I like the answers that have been put there and the testimonies and someone getting quality answers for once on the internet about this game that isn't like, you know, that kind of shit you see on r slash FFXI or Auction House, that's that kind of stuff. That exact noise is what they type into their keyboard. You just That's what gets verbalized out. You get... That's, that's what you read. Like um, the person that typed the weird thread on our I have one word, dot, dot, dot. And it was like 
bird feathers or something. And it's like, that's two words, but okay. That's, that pretty much epitomizes what you get. But yes, if anyone is a new bard, there is a decent thread about someone questioning, I want to play bard, but I don't want to get all this shit. And everyone makes me feel like I have to. And then they just come to learn the surprise ending that we all know. You don't need it. Surprise ending. It's the secret twist. The rugs didn't matter. We were the rugs all along. We do have about seven or eight extra rugs if anyone needs. What? Why? What? Did you get a bulk of rugs? What is this? She bought. She just bought describe rugs. the rugs. Could you they're describe the rugs? They're just, they're just, they're, you know, three, three feet wide. You know, like some are six feet long. Some are, you know, foot, two feet long, two feet wide. Did you get feet. an assortment of rugs like a yes. jigsaw puzzle? Well, see, our rugs before were kind of just bought all willy nilly. Are these area not, rugs like runners? They are. They are. Most are. Oh, most oh, are oh. So you replace like runners or something for the dog. Yeah, that's oh, really okay. I thought you were like replace the actual flooring no, in your abode. No, we would just get carpet. Like there'd be no reason to do that. No, we're just we like the look of hardwood, but the dog can't walk on it. Then uh, why yeah. didn't you say something when I said vinyl? Why yeah. didn't you stop me there? Well, it was we were just you know we were you were flowing. Oh yeah, yeah, flowing, flowing like that time of the month. But it is that time for your divergence. So for the first time, we will have. A not three hour. No, we've had <laughs> two hours is yeah. fine. This is respectable time. We're going to respect the listeners' time. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Any any parting wisdom for them, Fox and Table? Oh, I have nothing. I think I I think I talked enough about stuff. Thank you for coming on Table. We appreciate yeah, no the problem. five minutes of notice for your debut. You need to thank my wife for that. Yeah, it's good uh, having you on, man. How I'm am all- I supposed to thank her? I don't. Like, write a letter? Yeah, well, just write her a letter. I don't know what she... You're talking about tables and sawdust and stuff. I don't know just what's going on buy, today. Buy her a rug. That's all she needs. Buy her a rug. I mean, we're in a we're in a very free era right now where some people like a clean workspace to work on and don't quite want a rug. Rugs are her... That's her love language, though. You know, you just buy her, buy her a nice rug. You say, hey, you look pretty today. Here's a, here's a nice runner. She's good. And with that, we are WTF in Vanadil, and we fucking suck... Play us out, Fox. Later, guys.